0: Hi, I'm Tom Rennie, artist of a wide variety of things. <laughs> You're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics.
1: Nice.
2: Sweet little timber on that, David. Thank you. They're- You're getting better.
3: Oh, good. Okay. 300 <laughs> you think ever- episodes in.
2: <laughs> Seriously. Actually,
3: 331
2: for those taking score.
0: Yeah, it feels like we should do something monumental for 365. I don't know why, but <laughs> it feels like we should.
2: I think we should. We should have, like,
0: free- comics power couple on episode
2: 365. Oh, wait, we're
0: having them tonight. Look at you. Look at that.
2: I want to do it twice a week. Sure you do. What, a, that pop- our ep- Our show?
0: Not gonna
2: happen,
0: bro. <laughs> you know that saying, "Absence makes the heart grow fonder." That is yeah. true. It.
2: It's just so enjoyable, and my life is so vacant, be, and I have nothing else. So
3: it'll be it'll be Monday, two AM comics. Was what's that great? One, uh, side episode
0: you did that time with? Uh,
3: with the voicemails? Oh no, what's his name? Oh,
2: David Faust. Oh, oh yes, go.
0: yes. Yeah,
1: so we're gonna do another one of those really, that really soon.
2: There
0: yeah,
1: that's all. I can. <laughs> <laughs> now that I have
2: permission to give you oh, a... <laughs> oh, thank you, Jason. Hey, everybody, it's 11 o'clock comics, episode 331. I'm Vince B., and Hello Kitty is not a cat. She is
3: not a cat,
0: and she's British, and I am David A. Price. And uh, I'm fresh off drawing Spider-Woman presenting her ass, because I am Milo Minara.
2: No, you're not. I wish you were. I would make you draw for me every week, but you're you're not. I would just draw pictures for my own pleasure. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Quick, You're not Milo Minara. You're Jason Wood, everybody. And we have not one, but two very talented and important guests this week. You know them. Let me throw a little bit of names at you, and you'll probably guess who they are. We have The Hulk with Jeff Parker, Heathen Town, Agents of Atlas, Kinski, Invisible Republic, Planet of the Apes, Star Wars Legacy, Dark Horse Presents, which I love the name Station is Station, by the way. Um, you've probably seen movies uh, where the uh, male half of this duo has uh, dipped his fingers, Inception, Maybe Batman, uh, Nolan's Batman, I don't know. But anyway, uh, it's, uh, Gabriel Hardman and Karina Beckel are with us this week.
1: Hey, how's it going? Hello.
2: I'm so glad to have you here. Well, I, we appreciate you, uh, having us on. Nice. I was talking to your wife. So.
4: <laughs> well, I appreciate you pronouncing my name correctly. oh, That's
2: actually <laughs> probably a first. Oh. It's, <laughs> it is. close. Yes, well, you, you, you taught me how to say it, I forget, I think it was at New York Comic Con, the last one, and I, I do not forget pronunciation corrections, cause I'm so bad
0: at it. It, it <laughs> took him 40 years to learn how to say Magneto, but he got yes. your name after him. <laughs> I, I do
2: say it right, Magneto.
0: Oh,
3: <laughs> oh Jesus.
0: <laughs> oh, off the rails already.
3: Well, this is, I mean, we've had, I'm, I'm, I don't mean to step on the segue, Vince. The, uh, <laughs> we, is this, this is your like third time, Gabriel?
5: Yeah, this is my third time. It's been years though, since I've been on the Has show. it been years really? I don't years. know about years. No, no, I, I do know that it's been years. Get the because, hell out of here. Wow. Geez. Well, I was thinking, I was thinking about it. And it, uh, it was, I know that the last time I was on, which was, you know, it was a little rough. It was a little, uh, it was tension filled.
3: And, uh-huh. <laughs> uh,
5: and it was a lot of, uh, it, it was all this, uh, all this sort of uh, debating—what uh, is uh, what is comics? What is art? Type of stuff. Oh, that's Storyboards. right. Storyboards. Uh, uh, yeah, yes. Yes. yes.
2: yes. yes. I remember it vividly. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That's
5: that I remember that I was working on the last Nolan Batman movie because right. I was in the art department. I had to like close the you because know, it's earlier out here, I had to like close the door of my office and pretend like I was doing something else and
3: you know, uh so that
5: had to have been in twenty eleven, so it's been
3: three years. Oh my lord. That's crazy. I didn't wow think that long. and I'm going to apologize to that. Yeah. But I'm gonna write down in my journal that uh Gabriel Harbin was thinking about me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> nice and i was thinking about that as well and rest assured i don't think we'll be having that discussion this, this <laughs> time. we will not <laughs> I, I, I don't know about you but i really don't care a, I, <laughs> it, was, it
5: was a lovely experience for me and uh it's such a liar. it was uh, and, and i get so much positive uh uh so many positive comments at conventions and stuff about that episode uh
2: on your side or mine not that i care
5: Oh, actually, <laughs> most people are just a little uncomfortable about it, but, uh.
2: I um, thought we had a good time, and we'll, we'll have a good time this week. And, uh, Karina, you are the very first woman to appear on <laughs> One O'Clock God, that really on That is
0: really sad, it. guys. Like, I mean, it's great that Karina's here, but, like, I'm, I'm actually embarrassed by it's the fact that this the
1: first, the first of many, I bet. The first of many, I bet.
0: Seven years. <laughs> Jeez. Wow.
2: Okay. If you'd like to co-host with us, you can. I mean, there's a spot open. That's that, true, right? yeah.
1: Well, uh,
4: it's tempting.
2: And, yeah, and you can get books featuring this very talented duo where... At Discount Comic Book Service, DCBservice.com, our sponsor. Uh, unfortunately, we're in that flux state at DCBS where the new specials have not been released yet. But rest assured, as I always say, they will be both plentiful and deep. You'll get them fast. You'll get them delivered right to your home. You'll get them for a fraction of what you would pay at a brick-and-mortar comic book store. So if you do not use dcbservice.com, please check them out. And I bet you will after you see the discounts. They are the best.
0: This is so true. By so far. The best. The very best.
2: Yeah, is that, uh, in stock trades thing still going on too? No. No? That's over, so you guys lost out. But anyway. <laughs> uh, what are you drinking? I'm actually drinking alcohol this week. Oh, in honor of our guests. Yeah, I wanted to get prepared in case he broached broach the storyboarding subject. So I am drinking Yingling Lager. The cheap stuff, but it's good. what's oh, the best.
3: What
0: about you, Jason? Bye. Uh, well, I am thrilled that, that, that you're both here, but I'm not busting out the liquor. I am drinking Diet Dr. Pepper.
3: Mm. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint. Yeah, well. so. That's, I'll, I'll make up for you. I, am. Um, I tend to think of, obviously, that it makes sense. I, I not, not only do I think of movies when Gabriel is on, but I also think of old-time movies and, and a lot of the old-time movies that I like um, people are usually drinking whiskey and so I not only am I finishing off what was left in a bottle of 1792 um, whiskey I also because this week has just been oh so fun uh, once I'm done with this I am chasing it with a uh, Negra Modelo Mexican beer Sweet. What?
5: Me? What am I drinking? <laughs> black yes. black coffee. That's what I'm coffee. drinking. Of
2: course. <laughs> Shocked. Shocked. That's my coffee of choice too. Six, yeah. I love it. Six five. at six
5: nineteen in in the evening. There's there's a lot of work to do still. You know? Right. Not right. wow, not drinking drinking booze yet. <laughs> yes.
4: Yeah. I'm also having coffee, but mine has cream in it.
2: Nice oh, well that that gives me an opportunity of a beautiful segue mr. Mr. Hardman. I just where do you find the time to do all this? you work on comics, you do the storyboards, and you're extremely prolific, both of you where does all this time come from
5: oh, it feels like we're constantly running out of it I, I honestly it doesn't seem like we ever get enough done, and i've also and i've you know I've backed off of working on movies i, I I mean, I do still work on movies and I take jobs whenever I have to, but I mean, comics are what I'm really passionate about. And so I, I, you know, I try to spend as much of my time as possible doing that. So, uh, I mean, it, life becomes extraordinarily difficult when I do work on a film, especially if it's one where I have to go work at, you know, at the office. But, uh, but we've, you know, we've just, you know, we, we work together, we work at home and we probably work too much.
4: Yeah. We don't take a lot of days off. (laughs)
2: Well, th- that's good, and I I envy the relationship that that you, you're not only creative partners, but you're married. So I mean, that's amazing to me to be able to turn to the person you live with and say, "Well, what do you think we should do for this page?" That that's so cool. I my other half would just I'd get the blank stare, like, "What are you talking about? I have no idea." <laughs> you know, and it so really I, is cool, though. It it, it, it is. It's like, true. You know, we're very I mean, lucky. Yeah, the fact that we're able to,
5: you know. Sit on the couch and and even, you know, uh, you know, whatever. I mean, probably I should not be bringing up, you know, what's going to happen in some comic book at any given moment. But still, it is nice to just be able to go have an idea and go, hey, what about this? What if what if we did this thing? You know, what if we did this gag? You know, I mean, there it, it's it is really nice. This is one of those conversations right before the divorce though, you
0: know? But uh, but this is also a a, a nice evolution because when we first met you and got to know you, you, I mean, Karina, you were, you were writing, but you weren't, you know, there wasn't a lot of your work published yet and and you were still working full time as a, as a zoologist for those that don't know. Um, and so, I mean, back then, I assume it was a a goal that, that you'd both be, I, I knew, I'm sure it was a goal to be a writer, but, but did you, was it the plan back then that you would, be comic book collaborators. I mean I know for Gabriel it was he wanted to pursue but was that your goal too?
4: Uh yes. Um I had no complaints about my job. I loved my job. I loved zookeeping. I hated the commute. <laughs> so mm.
1: um
4: you know there's still things I miss about that, but I'm very happy being a full time writer now. And I don't know if I ever exactly thought, oh at some point I'll do that full time, but I'm happy it worked out that way for sure.
5: And also the very first thing we did, you know, or I did coming back to comics, even if, even if it wasn't the first thing that came out was Heaventown, which Karina wrote and I yes. drew. So, you know, it, we, you know, came into this thing both working together and I got kind of derailed into doing a lot of freelance stuff. And then a, a lot of the creator owned stuff that we wanted to do and been planning to do just hadn't come out because of scheduling and stuff. And then we both got derailed into freelance stuff that we were working on together, you know. And my walls thank you for that. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, so like, you know, doing the Planet of the Apes books and and the Star Wars books, you know, it it just ended up that we were doing a ton of freelance stuff and doing it together and doing it all the time. And still the 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 creator-owned things that we got into this to do, you know, kind of got pushed to the side just because of... Deadlines and people asking you know you do a freelance thing and there's an editor there asking you for it you know and uh, for your creator own stuff you have to drive that so you know we it it did come together in a way where um, we ended up working together without exactly a huge plan uh, to uh, to do it this way except that um, we we Karina wanted to write stuff I wanted to write stuff you know we wanted to write together. Uh, and, uh, and I was, I mean, I had a lot of fun working with Jeff Parker on the Marvel stuff, but I just got bored with do with only drawing stuff, you know, and it just isn't as creatively engaging as, you know, writing and drawing the stuff and that, and when we, when we did the, um, the Planet of the Apes uh, book, the first Planet of the Apes book, it was just such a, like, it totally came up as a lark and but when we sat down to do it and we were working on it and working on a deadline and and cranking the thing out and then me coming to my studio and drawing it it just all worked so well together that it felt like this is what we should be doing yeah and,
4: absolutely
5: yeah so i mean like i i you know i mean i think that it it was a thing where the fact that it just came together that way and we had this example of we can just work together on this thing and write freelance and, and you know, or at least write on a deadline. And, uh, you know, and and then when I'm drawing the stuff that we're writing, for me, it works that much better. You know that I mean, that was that was a very positive thing and, and kind of launched us in this direction.
2: Being that you were at Boom at the time of the Planet of the Apes books, maybe you'll have an answer to this this question. Do you recall when they announced that they were going to reprint the Marvel? Mm -hmm. What happened with that?
5: I don't actually know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I remember those files sitting on the uh, on the Mm -hmm. FTP though. uh, You know, for for the book, like they were on the verge of of publishing it, Uh, but. Um, but I i don't. I don't know what happened. I don't. Must uh, have
2: been because a
4: I, snag someplace along the line. I know that those things yeah, can be yeah, pretty
5: with complicated. A, with a, a lawyer yeah.
2: somewhere. Yeah. yeah. At, at least three issues were solicited and then um, pulled mm-hmm. after the fact. So, I've I've always wondered about. I mean, that. I
5: think yeah. I, it probably just is some some kind of little arcane hiccup with the licensing. Where I mean the All the licensing we dealt with with Fox was very good, and they were very enthusiastic and uh and happy to approve stuff but there were like there were kind of lawyer levels of things where stuff would get snagged and uh and like with uh making the books that we did available digitally, which they weren't for the entire time we were doing it. And it was yeah, only, it took like two years. <laughs> and it was just some arcane little like lawyer thing, you know, that somebody, you know, didn't really care enough about at Fox. You know, it was just just some some little bullshit thing that held it up. It Somebody's some,
4: signature was missing yeah, or something. Really, yeah, I bet it was that's really what happened. something
5: like that. You know? And uh you know, and that only just got resolved really recently. So I imagine it was something like that.
2: Well, uh both of you and everyone involved uh, with those Planet of the Apes books at boom, really did the franchise proud. They, they were, and, and uh, I've said this many times in the past, they were as good or better than anything that has ever come out, Planet of the Apes. Yeah. And, that, and that's including the Marvel stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. And,
0: and, and, <laughs> Well, I loved when you drew it. It was great. When I think of those books, I think of the fact that that's when I was introduced to Mark Laming's work for, for, uh, because I was reading yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Mark's Aww. become a not only a, a an artist I love, but but he's become a huge fan and friend of the show. So it's it's a win win win.
5: He's a great guy. He's and he's you know, terrific. He's, he's doing amazing work. You know the work that he's done with Jeff Parker recently, the, yep. the Kingswash stuff, and he's doing stuff for Marvel now. Yeah, he's just doing fantastic stuff. Which makes me feel bad about uh, about how difficult I was to work with. But, you
3: know. <laughs> you I don't believe really really that. Really? <laughs> no way. It's inconceivable.
2: Well, well, the the creative pairing seems to become a trend because I'm noticing that everything announced uh, for either one of you is is both of you. Like uh, you're both working on Savage Hulk mm-hmm. for for Marvel, yeah. and then there's the Invisible Republic, which we were only teased. I want to know more about this. Yeah, yeah.
5: Well, um, the Kinski, the, the book that's, that's come, that's solicited this month is just me, but, uh, that's... and Karina, ha- Karina also has, uh, has, uh, her own projects and freelance things that she's just writing, uh, with other artists. But like, yeah, they're definitely, you know, we, we definitely have a secret focus on. Still. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh. It's like we can't pronounce that stuff. But we can definitely talk about Invisible Republic and I definitely want to talk about Kinski. Um, the, you know, In- Invisible Rep- Republic is like, a, the sort of the, in a lot of ways, it's like a kind of dream project for us because it was really the thing that we wanted to do after Heathentown. It's the thing that's kind of been in the works for years. And, you know, I've been sort of working on on the side. And, um, and we had a lot of material done for it already, which sort of made it a perfect book for image, which is, you know, entirely creator-driven sort of stuff, you know. So uh, rather than working with an editor and, you know, uh, and going through some Byzantine process someplace else, I mean, so much about images, just a very direct, you know, you're making books that are expressing your personal stuff and, you know, and, uh, you know, and getting it out there. So, I mean, Invisible Republic is a sort of, uh, you know, uh, a, a ground level, but epic sci-fi story, um, about, um, a guy, Arthur McBride, who, um, uh, who does, uh, he does a sort of violent rebellious act that makes him a folk hero in a in a you know distant uh, world uh, a distant system in in sort of pre lightspeed travel days and uh he uh he kind of rises to power and we see it through the eyes of uh of his um cousin female cousin who then gets sort of wiped out of the history so we're uh, it's a, a sort of secret history
2: book with dinosaurs? No dinosaurs.
4: <laughs> no, dinosaurs. Uh, no dinosaurs in this one. A lot of creatures, but no actual. Not
2: nice.
5: creatures. There'll be, you know. Uh, oh, there's a, always is, the
4: creatures, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
5: it's a science fiction book, and it's a little like, I mean, it's not, it's not hard sci-fi, like it's about fetishizing technical bullshit or whatever, but it's more grounded.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, what uh, do you conceive the span of the series to be?
5: It's a few trades worth. It's probably yeah. you know. It's a you know. Uh, uh, it's, it's it's ideally it's five or six trades. No, so, that sounds. I mean, it would be like an epic <laughs> fucking book, ideally. And and no matter what happens, it's a book that we plan to, uh, you know, to finish one way or the other. You know, yeah, it's nice. like a uh, a thing we're just really passionate about. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, so it, you know the the. The fantastic ideal version of this is that it sells super well. We just and this is our job, and we do the book,
4: right?
0: <laughs> so you're you're leading into the question I was going to say, which is that is the plan to do this uh full time just until it's done, or were you going to going to do this and then do an arc of some kind of you know for hire thing and then go back to it? it. So I guess it's, it's certainly.
5: Yeah, it's certainly possible that we could do some, uh you know, work for higher type arcs of things, you know, in there. And, you know, uh, and these will be in five issue, Invisible Republic will be in five issue arcs. And, right. you know, uh you know, certainly the plan is to be as diligent as possible about just doing that. We're not going to take on some other long term freelance thing. And so, Well, not for me to draw anyway. I mean, that's, that's right. the it's main. of course
4: easier to fit in some extra writing than some extra drawing.
5: Sure, yeah. sure. I mean, that, that's the main thing with it is my intent is to mainly do, uh, this, do creator owned work as far as the drawing stuff goes, because that's, that's what's gotten us derailed from, you know, getting through these things in the past. And, um, you know, and we'll and there'll be some little freelance. There's still there's one other free little freelance thing that we're writing and I'm drawing uh, that's uh, that's still out there that hasn't been announced yet. But like it'll mainly be me drawing this, and we'll we'll you know we'll write some other stuff. The and, no, go ahead, Vince.
2: No, and um, uh, you're free of all the corporate. You know, rodeo when you do stuff that you own, like you, you mentioned that the, uh, the stuff on Planet of the Apes, the digital, um, uh, releases were all tangled up just because of a legal thing. Right. What I want to know is, uh, you dove in pretty deep on the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. Now, when, when everything changed hands, how did, how did you guys feel? Well, you know, it, I mean, you were invested.
4: Yeah, but it's so, still, it's still, their property. I mean, I think when you're working on that kind, of, for me at least, when you're working on the license stuff, you can't lose sight of the fact that you're still. You have to give it your all, but you really need to understand that it's not yours, <laughs> kind right, of, right. because yeah. I think otherwise you can kind of lose your way and not not put your energy where maybe it needs to be when something ends. I mean, I was just happy people continued to. I mean, it's funny today is actually the day that the very last uh right. issue came out so
2: mm-hmm. yeah. and, and that was number 18 right yeah yeah now did did you have was it a bit of a work to um finish everything you had to say with that issue or did you have um ample time to to wind it down
5: well we knew the last arc was going to be the last arc
2: but yeah
4: they were uh, good about telling us that
5: yeah but the last arc was you know two issues shorter than we uh, <laughs> uh than, than we would have liked as well and you know and it, we and we had we had been setting up things to go further than that because it was really not until um, it was relatively late in the game where we knew exactly how long the thing would be, yeah. you know, uh, and it, you know, and there was still there were still a lot of questions about exactly when. Uh, you know, when we would have to wrap the thing up. So we did, you know, we certainly weren't able to, you know, to get to everything that we wanted to get to in the book by a long shot. But we were, right. but I feel like we were able to wrap up the main things and, you know, do it in as elegant way as we could considering the constraints of having three issues to do it.
2: Right. And and I had a laugh when it was announced you were going to be on the Legacy book because, um in my opinion... That's a really tough act to follow because I think Ostrander's Legacy was by far the best Star Wars book, uh, in, in many, many, many years. And you guys, you just knocked it out of the park. Oh, well, anyways, thanks. I, Thank you very much.
4: I was really happy that they, um, gave us all new characters to, like said, basically go do, you know, it's still called Legacy, but it's going to be a new character, new part of the universe, new everything so that we didn't have to right. try to build on that rich, uh, yeah, the I think we have, that went before.
5: We wouldn't have done that. though. I don't think that we would have just said, "Oh, let's do." You know, uh, do you want to just do a book that continues what they were doing? I, I don't think that we would sounds have been like interested.
4: Impossible. That.
5: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's and it and also they told their story and it was done <laughs> and and we were. I mean, the book is. It, you know, this is one of those things where, like, it's called legacy uh it's in that time period and it shares absolutely nothing else in common with the with the previous <laughs> book it's well, not the government the, is the, the same yeah government. well yeah it's in the same time period you know i mean it's yeah. it's the the um you know the none of the characters are the same except for some incidental characters that are kind of big picture characters and the tone is totally different i mean it's a uh you know we we had a very particular idea of what the tone was that we wanted for the book and the tone is determined by the characters you know uh and those those characters were were asking to go different places than uh, and they're all characters we made up so you know there it's uh you know and they 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 wanted to go different places than what the previous uh, book had done
2: right well you you did the the legacy universe proud oh thanks, well, thanks. it it was yes.
4: actually really fun to to write those characters and to get to play in there a little bit, and I, th- yeah. I think we we're lucky that we got to do it when we did.
5: Yeah, I, I'm happy that it worked out that way. Actually, I mean, I wouldn't want to do one of the Star Wars books at Marvel right now. I mean, I don't, I don't. We got to, <laughs> would- you know, we got to like, you know, tell our stories. Nobody told us what to do. Nobody said that, you know, apart from a couple of big picture things that we weren't allowed to touch. Uh, they. Um, you know, the, we really just were able to tell the stories we were interested in telling and be as true to that universe as possible. I don't, I'm not that interested in working with a, uh, you know, a, a writing group that's yeah. deciding, you know, big picture what's going on with some, I mean, that's, that. there's zero interest in that. For me. <laughs>
2: I, I understand. I will say, though, uh, at least on the art side, they could use a Hardman on those Star Wars books. <laughs> yes.
0: Oh, save us yes. from Cassidy, please. <laughs> i not oh, commenting on that. Yeah. I know you yeah. can't comment on that. I'll the, comment on
5: it. Um, but and, and we will. I, did, come re- out, I did recognize a 1978 promotional uh, photo. That was
3: in the U.S. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> uh, I have a question regarding your Savage Hulk arc. Um, yeah. Who... I mean, I I was I saw the Hulk, I saw Doctor Strange, and and I while uh, talking to Gabriel about it, I, I asked him if it had anything to do with Hulk three hundred and that event, and it's exactly ties into that. Did wh- whose idea was that? I mean, I, I love that era of, of Mantlo Hulk and then him going yeah. crazy and then this, the, the heroes, Doctor Strange having to send him away. And, and I thought, I mean, I, I remember that vividly and, and to now not just get to go back to that, but to see you two work on a story related to that just pleases me to no end, but I, I am curious to know how that came about.
5: Yeah. It was our idea. You know, I mean,
3: that is that, awesome. Yeah.
5: That, I mean, that was yeah. what, that was the, that's actually the era of Hulk that I had. The fondest feelings for because I, oh. I, that was what I read as a kid and, and there uh,
4: is some crazy crazy stuff.
5: It is yeah, <laughs> in
4: those, there's some and, really crazy stuff.
5: And it was like uh, I had found a trade of uh, of that stuff. I had not gone although you know I think I'm pretty sure that in interviews for you know uh, just drawing Hulk before I had mentioned this uh, this Mantlo run, but like I I I hadn't read it. Forever, and I found uh, a trade of of it, uh, you know, at a, at a shop, and picked it up, and read it, and gave it to Karina to read because like there's just so many crazy great things in. <laughs>
4: pop Ball yes. Collective and all that. Yeah, the it's Pop
5: crazy. Ball Collective, the you know, just like a, like every every, and just the fact that they're kind of standalone little stories, and mm-hmm. uh, he goes off and. A parasite, you know, uh, you know, uh, latches onto him. He, you know, he becomes friends with the parasite and, uh, you know, <laughs> then the the parasite dies and everybody's sad. You know, like, that's like, the <laughs> arc in most, most of the stories, right? Yes. And, uh, and like, uh, and it just feels, it's so bizarre, yet Hulk is, is a character in a strange way who's able to, like, you're able to put him in very odd and very different uh, places and still have them work, unlike a lot of other characters, you know? I mean, it, a lot of other characters, just the essence of them demands that they be fighting crime, that they have, um, you know, that they're they're um, in a certain yeah. arena or whatever, right? It's a certain kind of story that they're asking to be in. Hulk could be in a, in a bunch of kind of things. He's a monster, you know? Yeah. I mean, in essence he's a monster monsters are scary but they're appealing and uh and in, in particularly in in this world in this arc he is an animal like monster because that's why they sent him away that's why strange and the other heroes sent him away and um and so that's a big part of what we're doing in that in that story and and uh it's in our story hulk has gone off to yet another alternate dimension which was just some place we made up and, uh, you know, and, uh, apparently has done horrible things there. Apparently he may have committed genocide against the, the, uh, the, the sentient creatures on that, uh, on that planet. And, uh, strange finds out about this and has to go there because he feels responsible for this. You know, he has to go there and figure out what really
4: happened. And yet it's, hmm. it's, it's, it's a bit of a romp. So, uh, it's, yeah. well, <laughs> well, uh I'm
5: throwing genocide around here, but it's sort of, but it also has sort of, uh, it, it's a planet of essentially shrimp people, crustacean people. And one of them is a, is a, a shrimp sorcerer
3: Supreme. Yeah. Well, we've already, I mean, well, Phoenix destroyed a planet full of asparagus broccoli people. So that, that, that's fine. The, um,
4: well,
5: here it's a story, though that isn't what <laughs> happened. <laughs> you know, it's, we 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 go on a journey with him and figure it out. You know, we figure out what really happened.
3: You know? It's genocide, but it's the feel-good Hulk story of the year. I love it. It's feel-good
5: genocide.
2: <laughs> when you look at the history of the Hulk, and and you you can't help but notice that two of the absolute best eras in the in the character's history. The Matlow stuff with the with the crossroads and Greg Pox with the Hulk. Uh, uh, Planet Hulk. Yeah. The Hulk, I think the Hulk works better when he's removed from the Marvel universe.
5: I think that's kind of true too. Yeah, I yeah. I mean obviously I'm drawn to it, and you know, uh, and it gave us an opportunity to you know to to kind of make up a crazy world and and have you know and have a sort of little uh you know uh sci-fi story at the center of it, you know? I mean not sci fi isn't exactly the right word, but you know, a a you know sort of other little world to play in.
4: And it let him smash some stuff that you haven't seen before, too. Yeah. It's it not smashing started. the same old stuff, it's smashing new stuff. So <laughs> there's that too.
2: And how many issues will this be? Two. It's two, yeah. It's just yeah, two it issue two. Two sure Good. Nice. And
0: yet and yet again, my wall
2: thanks you.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I I'm, I'm, I'm definitely Definitely going to uh actually that will probably that will be my probably my first artman page will, will be something from this arc.
4: Oh nice. Cool. The art in there is beautiful
3: it is, yeah. I had
5: a lot of fun with oh. Uh Jordan Boyd, uh who'd been coloring my last uh arc of uh legacy, uh colored it and uh Is he the he- guy that
0: you introduced us to at Heroes? Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, yeah, he,
0: okay. was yeah. 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 he was sitting right, right behind. Us. Yeah. Right. Yes, yes, yes.
4: He's a terrific colorist. He really is, and he's going to be working on *Invisible Republic* as well.
0: Yeah, nice. So, *Invisible Republic*. Um, I think there. I mean, you guys know we're big supporters of Image on the show. Um, I think a lot of our listeners are fascinated by Image in terms of the, um, the 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 process. You know, in terms of how how creators come to Image, and, and especially in the last two or three years since we've sort of having these Image expos and the Quote unquote Kirkman manifesto has started to take shape and that lots of talented creators are being lured to image that already have established reputations like yourselves. So, so my question for you guys is, I mean, this being a book that you've wanted to do for a long time, did you approach image? Did they come to you? Was there some, uh, was there some machination in terms of the timing of the announcement so that it coincided with like the, the next wave of big image books. I mean, how did that go about? And, and to what extent is it, is it a pain in the ass to have to deal with Ron,
5: Ron Richards all the time? I, Ron Richards is a gentleman and a friend. Now, <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, no, Ron, Ron, uh, emailed me and said, Hey, who's, who's doing the print version of Kinski? You know, <laughs> we, we should do it, you know, and yes. in, in the process of that, Uh, you know, it came up to do something else. We were, you know, legacy was ending. We, we were dying to do creator owned stuff and really focus on it. And, uh, and it was like, what else have we got? We, you know, we pitched them, uh, we sent them, you know, some finished stuff from invisible Republic, invisible Republic. And, uh, and you know, they were like, Great. So you're gonna, you're gonna have to be, uh, at, uh, the first day of San Diego Comic Con to announce it.
4: Preview night, they said. Like, yeah. Preview
5: oh. <laughs> oh, you know, night, right. And so, uh, we were, you know, it was, it, and it all came together really quickly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I actually really like that. And I really like the, uh, the kind of, Intensity and freedom of it and the fact that you're not going through multiple layers of people to deal with stuff. If you have a production issue, you talk to the person who, uh, you know, the production person, you talk to, you know, uh, uh, you know, you, you have a much more direct line to things as opposed to going through your editor, which we've worked with great editors. I mean, uh, Mark Panisha at Marvel and Randy Stradley at uh, Dark Horse, but like I'm much more comfortable being able to directly control those sorts of elements of things, even beyond the creative. So, and you get the opportunity to do that at image, you know, it's your book. You just got to deal with it, you know? And the expectation is you have to get it done, uh, which is great because we get not most of it done in this house anyway. You know, <laughs> yeah, <that's I> <laughs> mean, you know, it's, it's not really that far from doing the other stuff. It's just that uh that we're not going through anybody
4: else.
0: Mm-hmm. You have to take a break periodically to tend to the menagerie of animals that you guys have in your house at any given moment. Well, that is that's,
4: true.
1: That's true. How <laughs> many so are you are dealing you know
5: with right
3: now? Oh, come on! <laughs> are we going <laughs> to? Well, this about
0: a, about a dog. We're allowed to talk about animals. You, I, I mean, we're we're all Facebook friends and Twitter friends. You, yeah, you're yeah. always posting. Different animals and it's hard for me to keep track. How many do we have at the house right now? We
5: have there four are. cats. We have a dog. He yeah. says like we have a dog. <laughs> I love the dog. Um, we have uh, we we have uh we have two birds, but they're 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 sort of sad. Ca- Everybody's some kind of sad case, <laughs> That's case true. Of melancholy.
0: Like. Wow. You know the uh,
5: the, the birds. Jeez. One of them's got a got a fucked up foot. <laughs> and uh, uh, and with its too. Friend, oh right? And they were from the Playboy Mansion. You don't. They didn't want. They didn't want fucked up feet at the Playboy Mansion, right? No, so, um, they wouldn't have, they have just, Oh, even birds can't have anyway. There.
1: <laughs> but, uh, uh, the
2: the things those birds must have seen. Uh, <laughs> <I>
4: mean, <laughs> they were babies at the time, so I hope. Oh, I oh, so absorb they, it. they're <laughs> scarred,
2: yeah.
5: And uh we have a bunny that lives in my studio. Uh, that we found on the street. <laughs> that we found, on the, street. You
4: found a bunny was...
5: on the street. You found a bunny on the streets of Los Angeles? Yeah. Yeah, just on our street. He I that took the is dog out. Life. Uh I took the dog out. It was like midnight. I took the dog out and uh um and we live in the hills. Like uh, but east side type hills, not fancy hills. And uh the um and I looked up the street and I was like, is there a bunny sitting in the middle of the street? It's like midnight, right? <laughs> and, uh, the dog is oblivious and, and to everything and didn't notice. Uh, so I took her back in. I was like, hey, there's a bunny outside. We walked out and this dumb bunny is just sitting around. <laughs> and, uh, so five. And we got a, uh, we got a, a towel and went out. Karina's very good. She's done a lot of wildlife <laughs> rescues.
4: So. I, I'm good with catching animals in a towel. That's my one yes. skill. So,
5: we were able to run up and down the street a couple of times and uh, catch the, the bunny in the in the thing, and in the towel, bring it inside. It was after Easter, I think some people got a bunny, got sick of it, oh, just let geez. it go, yep. you know. Uh, so, uh, we kept him. Yep. Aww. His name's Cliff. Uh, he's, uh, but he's named after an abstract expressionist painter. We won't go into it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: we can if we want to.
4: He's only the second animal we have named after an abstract expressionist, so it's not like it's a regular thing. It is.
0: Uh, do you have um, any animals I, named I got- Bruno Permiani? Either Bruno yeah, or yeah, Permiani? I do not. No. Uh,
5: not yet. yet. Yeah. Not, yeah. Yes. yet. Yes. <laughs> no, they, you know, uh, it'll uh, keep our dog Zafino company.
0: <laughs> oh, nice. Do you really have No, that? we
2: don't oh.
5: really <laughs> we have No, but...
0: Sweet. (laughs) Yet. Winter
2: (laughs) will see, though. And how much love do we have to throw David's way from saying uh, inferior five when when Gabriel said (laughs) dumb Well done, David. I love David. And Karina, I had to smile... uh, you posted on the Facebooks um, the list of ten books with with hooks, and yeah. I, I I was not surprised oh. <laughs> to see Mountains of Madness on there.
3: Of course,
2: but one of the books I was like, really, Lord of the Rings?
3: Yeah, Man, that, that was, was, like, that was cool. up there too. The I, the was I was
2: stunned. You do not seem like a Tolkien really? fan. <laughs> no,
3: huge
5: huge Tolkien fan. That wow, was the what?
4: first I book it. I ever read on my own when I learned to read.
5: Well, The Hobbit so- was
4: the first one. Oh. So that, that trilogy was after The Hobbit. Of course I read those. So. Yeah,
5: we, we, we don't
3: talk about Lord of the Rings. We
4: can't talk about, that's yeah. the one thing that, yeah, Gabriel because and the movies I- the
3: one or he didn't, you don't like- Cause the of the movie, movies, though. cause oh, okay. of the movies. Because yeah. he doesn't oh.
4: have the proper level of respect. <laughs>
1: Whoa.
4: Okay. <I'm bad.
5: laughs> well, it's <Interesting>. a <divorce> conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like, I don't care for the movie. I liked the first the
0: one. Well, let's
5: be it honest I, though. The books. I, Gabriel, you, you <laughs> like
0: one out of 37 movies you watch. I
2: think, I think that the number's a lot higher than that. <laughs> <laughs> I,
5: look. I've got my <laughs> standards, all right. <laughs> I just i i was not. I read the books much. Le- I read the Lord of the Rings books much less.
4: You didn't finish the books.
5: I read one of the Lord of the Rings <laughs> books much later. And uh and I and I didn't. You know, I'm not. I don't. I think that if you're indoctrinated into something, you have a very different perspective when they make it into a movie. You know, and. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking at this movie as a movie. You know? And I'm and i going, well, but what? So Gandalf dies, he came back like 15 minutes later. Who cares? You know? (laughs) (laughs) It's rough.
2: Mercy. Oh, boy. You know, while we're on the subject of movies, I I would like to talk about something very specific to being a storyboard artist. Um, When you're given direction as to what Whoever it is wants in the scene and someone says we need a big futuristic, um, dwelling place in the background and we need this kind of gun in the character's hand. Are you responsible for designing those? Like you just don't just slug in a, you know, a, an average generic gun. You go in and design that, right? Well, it
5: really depends on where we are in the production because there. are Usually, there's an art department. You know, a production designer, illustrators are will start ver- around the time that I'll start, but there'll be very little material done you know, at that mm-hmm. point. So often, it's a situation where I'll have to bullshit something. That won't necessarily be the final product, right? It, right. It'll be something to get the point across. But, okay. uh, but that said. You know, when you, when you're on very early, the things, you know, the things you're drawing in the storyboards are the first things that anybody's seeing that represent this stuff. So they end up influencing it, but I'm not, you know, I don't feel like I'm, uh, at least my, in movies, my focus has not been as a designer. I'm not really a, um, I'm not, I like design when it is directly about storytelling. Um, okay. and I, but I don't, I didn't go to art center and I don't have that kind of fetishism, fetish for, uh, you know, for industrial design, the way a lot of illustrators do who work in films, who are all about, you know, making pretty objects, uh, you know, that you may or may not even see in the movie. Uh, I'm much more about storytelling and, and my job is much more about storytelling. So it's more of a functional thing if I'm designing something in the boards.
2: That's interesting that, that, that you feel that way because I see that in your, your comic book work too. You, your visual shorthand, while you, you bring it home, you, you know, you, you, you render that, the things you want the reader to see, you don't over render. You don't go in and noodle and, and design like to the hilt, but yet the effect is the same. You, you, At least from my perspective it is. Right.
5: Yeah, so you're saying I'm sloppy. I understand. No, no. <laughs> but, I'm, saying, um,
2: it, I'm saying you're smart enough to let the reader do.
5: No, what you're saying is, I, I, Yeah, what you're saying is exactly right. That I try to focus the the attention on the things you're supposed to be looking at. And that's not just about composition. It's also about you know what you how detailed any given thing is. That said, I will I'm I'm not Alex Toth either, though. I mean I will I will go for a very detailed uh, splash page or or panels or whatever that uh, you know. I sometimes I think that that can have a particular impact of its own. To have, uh, I mean, there's a there's a thing in the Savage Hulk thing where they go to the other world and the first time they see this this big city, it's a very elaborate detailed page. Uh, but I think that can be its own have its own kind of impact. You know, I just mm-hmm. I, I think you have to use it in the right way
2: and you did some very um elaborate uh architecture in betrayal of the planet of the apes too yeah
5: and but that when, yeah that's i mean that's really an established sort of thing that i'm just you know elaborating from the,
2: right right so so with all that said have you ever noticed um in the final product of the movies that you've done storyboards for where um something in the movie a prop whatever was really close to the way you you did it in your storyboards
5: Um, I don't know. I don't know, honestly. I I mean, maybe, but a lot of that stuff is a big blur. I mean, certainly a lot of, you know, whatever I would design in the boards is a a big kind of, it's not, it's not that, it's not a big consequential thing for me. Like, I I, I really feel like the storytelling is the thing that's important. And I certainly notice when the shots are in the movie. You know, I certainly know if a sequence that I worked out ends up that way, you yeah. know.
2: So, oh, so that to you is more valuable than say Gabriel Hardman's gun. In yeah, the yeah. I mean,
5: nice. I, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it is about, you know, uh, because a lot of the time I'm taking a shot at designing sequences with little or no input from the director. So, you know, and it'll go through the director and it and I'm not directing anything i'm I'm you know working out the sequences on paper and they can shoot them any way they want but uh but it does have a tendency to stick, and so i will I will end up you know definitely seeing that in some things, other things I just very specifically was in charge of down to the previous, and so I know what those shots are going to be, and a lot of them I've come up with so
2: right it's kind of like the old uh don't think of an elephant if that's the first thing the director sees some of that will will be you know it it sinks in and it, it may be subconsciously yeah well know? and
5: it's that's a that's kind of a thing with uh it, and certainly it wasn't a past it's less so now but like in the past there was always a sort of oh you know that director you know relies on storyboards because you know and and that they're somehow tainting themselves by uh you know by pre-visualizing the thing and the, and they're not open enough to um uh, to what would happen on set, which just seems ludicrous to me. It's like you're saying they're, they're an idiot, you know? I mean, <laughs> you, can, you can walk onto a set and see what you're really dealing with and make decisions based on that, even if you've already thought it through. I mean, it, the, the two things are not mutually exclusive. It seems like nonsense to me, but I think it's, it's a sort of subtle way of taking down a director, you know?
2: Right. Okay then. <laughs> let's, let, let's go back to comics. Okay. Any, any fair game, anything you'd like to, to, to talk about. um, When is Kinski coming out exactly? In November.
5: So it's in uh, this month's pre, or you know, the previews that's out right now. It's, uh, it's available for pre-order. So, um, you know, so by all means, uh, you know, if, uh, uh, you know, ask your retailer, you know. How many,
3: Uh, how many issues will be in these?
5: Uh, it's six issues it's a it's the full story it's six issues long and uh you know it's a it's a you know it it will be a kind of complete graphic novel
2: okay mm. i'm i'm glad it's coming out in print because while the the digital was great and all i i need your work on on honest to god paper
4: well it's, I, it's nice to have it as a as an actual object, object i think yeah
2: mm-hmm.
4: um, now, now monkey
0: brain which is where kinski appears digitally um, well, they have a, some kind of partnership with IDW, right? So like, but I guess you're with each, since you own the property, you're free to, to go elsewhere. I mean, did you, did yeah, you,
5: it's not really like, it's not exactly like that. They kind of have a first look sort of thing with okay. IDW. Well, it's not even a first look that, that suggests that you go through them. It mm-hmm. isn't, it's more like they're just, their door is open to publish ah, okay. uh, the stuff and, uh, or to, you know, consider publishing the stuff. Uh, but others have been at other places. I mean, Bandad is at Dark Horse and, uh, um, uh, you know, and there's a couple other things at Dark Horse and there's, uh, um, and there's another book was through Shadowline, you know, at Image. So, you know, it's, it's, it's really just your property and Chris and Allison are very open about it and cool about it and they want the stuff to be, you know, getting out there in whatever way possible. Oh, is Karina breaking up? Is that a little (laughs) bit? Oh,
1: okay. That better? That
2: better. Mm, uh, no, no. no. Uh, Dude, Maybe yeah. I'll plug in. There, there, there's a slight lag in the in the the signal. Mm-hmm. It, it'll wear itself out uh, in a couple minutes. Okay. Well, just, ask, just like, me, I, I ask
5: me. one vague question, and I'll talk forever. So.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, uh, when will? Because I mean, I've I've been looking, and I have I have the first four issues of Kinskey on the iPad through through the Comixology app are are five and six coming through Comixology? Yeah. okay. Yes.
5: Yeah, yeah. So they'll be available before the you know, they should be out before the book comes out.
3: You know, I'm finishing everything up
5: now. Like and then I, bits of stuff on and the um and those will continue to be available through
3: Comixology.
5: The the sure. digital version is uh you know is monkey brain and Comixology and the print version is image.
3: And I, I'm not I'm not sure if I asked you that at at any of the last couple of conventions is are you doing Kinski Digital?
5: No. No, they don't have anything
3: to do with each other.
5: You know, it's just a it's just the delivery system. It's just So the, then the
3: okay. only yes. because I haven't when we go through when when Jason and I go through the portfolios at the cons, I haven't seen any kin, are you just oh, yeah, holding yeah. on to the Kinski stuff like Somni or are you just
5: uh, <laughs> Am I somniing it? Uh yeah, <laughs> I um I don't sell the um, creator owned pages um, okay. and uh, mainly because just for super practical, it's not really about being precious about it. I'm just holding on to the stuff as a sort of hard copy in case something happens to files or whatever in the future. Okay. I mean, right. I, I'm, it's just my property. And so I, I don't want to. Um, well,
3: for when that artist edition comes out.
5: Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, I mean, or just when, just if, you know, computers crash and and files get lost, but yes. I could, you know, I still have the originals that I could scan again. You
3: know? Sure, makes sense. Yeah, yeah.
2: I, you know, I mean, I don't have to tell you that I absolutely adore the way you make marks on paper, and it's it's a, it's envious, really. I'm I'm extremely envious of of, of your talent, but. I, However, and I, no, 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 and 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 I always I, I I love it when people tell artists what they want to see from them. Like I don't wanna, I don't want to be <laughs> oh, that this guy. This conversation
5: right. is going to go over really well.
2: No, um, <laughs> but you know what I would love to see from you uh-huh. because
3: <laughs> no. oh I know where this is going from. <laughs> see, this is this is why I'm, a little segue. This is one reason why this week has been not as shitty as it could have been. Is I have to. I have to thank Facebook Messenger. Yeah, we <laughs> because without it, I I don't think I mean we could probably collect our messages and and print them as as a supplement to episodes just for like behind. <laughs> I mean, we we'd probably lose a lot of listeners and and, and yeah, a lose lot a lot of friends. friends but I think that uh, I mean just for some behind the scenes stuff. But yeah, and and I, I know where Vince is going with this, and 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 my hat tips to you. Yay! Tell me what I should draw.
2: Okay, but <laughs> before I get into it though, I want to say, I, your art is a conundrum to me because on the page, your marks, you have these rugged, really masculine, like they throb with masculinity, right? But underneath that, I think there's, there's a, and I, I called it an erudite realism. You, you're a realist at the, at the bottom, the, the bedrock of the way you draw, you're a realist, I think, anyway. And very tasteful, very measured style, kind of like the way you are in person, right? Sure. <laughs> I would love to see you drop your pants on the page and do like a, a Wally Wood style um, mad parody, like a Super Duper Man, where you have every emotion is amped up to like the nth degree, and there's you have grossly exaggerated figures and body language, right. like I want to see you go all Looney Tunes on a page. Does that sound like something that you would find desirable?
5: Well, I think that I could imagine doing something in a, far, and I'm going to word, use the word cartoony, which people don't like, but a, a car, I could imagine doing something in a cartoonier style. I don't know that, I don't really, I don't dig that kind of Grotesquery stuff, you know mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the 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 you know the super duper man sort of you know uh, you know I mean I and I don't I mean it just doesn't that stuff doesn't really appeal to me that much and I don't really like I don't feel like I would want to do exaggerated people stuff semi naturalistic exaggerated people stuff because I just don't mm-hmm. like it like I don't right. like. Human characters in animation. <laughs> like, I, I think, you know, like, I just, I think they're unappealing. But like, if, it, like, I could imagine doing something in a much simpler style, though, in a, in a much broader cartoonier style. There have been films where I've, I've worked on a couple comedies and a couple of, you know, more, you know, uh, broader sort of things that, that, uh, where I've done in the storyboards, I've done a very simple, very cartoony style that I actually really like, and I and I'd like the chance to do that at some point on the right project. Um, but I, as far as taking the emotions that high, I'm not sure. I don't know. I like the to be able to, uh, you know, to give a. What I don't like about that sort of stuff. Is the feeling that it's kind of pre-programmed and that that a uh, a character's expression is uh is something that you're just uh going, okay, that's this is the preconceived expression for being you know angry or shouting or whatever the whatever it is. I always want to find you know, use the dialogue, use what the context of the scene, and find a way to express that emotion visually through the character that feels uh a little different than, than what you would think, or that shades it in a way that you wouldn't expect. And, you know, I feel like I did that with, um, like I, there was a, there was a thing in, uh, in, uh, Hulk in the, the one that Jeff Parker wrote, the first issue that we drew that I drew that I think it's, I have no idea. One of the issues and, uh, where it's banner, uh, you know, talking to, um, Ross, and, uh, you know, and him saying, saying to him kind of angrily, I am the Hulk. I think that's what it was. But it was a, it was a moment of, you know, of him sort of almost letting go and anger and stuff. And, he, and I, you could easily see drawing that as, uh, as a, as a very extreme sort of, uh, you know, him screaming at him and, and that all of that emotion being right out in front. And I went the complete opposite direction and, and had him just like clench his teeth and like be holding that emotion in, you know, and I because I felt like that gave it more power, you know, yeah, and I, I remember that, it, that scene yeah. and I, I just feel like uh, I would rather I like that kind of stuff. I like going in that direction. Uh, but I could also imagine, you know, I mean, I, I can imagine genuinely getting to stuff where there's much bigger emotions and stuff, but I, but I want to always be true to that stuff. I want to be true to that character. I want to be true to that scene and, uh, and do it in a way that feels like it's, it's not, it's, it's a little bit oblique and it's, and it's a little, and it's interesting to me. I don't want the, um, I don't want the big obvious thing. I just, I don't, it doesn't, that just doesn't appeal to
2: me when I read stuff. Right. Well, even the way you draw the Hulk, where you have, um, you know, as, a, as an artist, every opportunity to exaggerate. Uh, y- y- some panels where you've had the Hulk screaming, you could have easily hyperextended the jaw, make the mouth massive, but you don't. You stick to an internal logic with that anatomy that you've created for him. And, and your Hulk is not, I mean, he's big, he's gigantic, but he's not grotesquely big, right. you know, he's not, he's not like a McFarlane Hulk. And, and
5: and you, this is the thing, I'm not in love with
2: drawing gigantic veiny naked
5: men. But I, you hide it well. But I do like drawing Hulk and I, and I feel like there's a balance there of making him, you know, giving him weight and making him powerful, but not making him grotesque, you know?
2: Yeah, you, you push the anatomy to the limits you think that anatomy would conceivably that would be the, 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 extent of, of, of the emotion based on that anatomy. And, and that's, I respect that. But I, man, I would just love to see you hit somebody in the head with a hammer and squash them flat.
1: We'll see. We'll, we'll see what we can work
2: out for you. Okay. I know you have it in you. Oh boy. So what have you been reading that's been uh, exciting you? I mean, other than your own stuff. Yeah, do, you have have time you-
0: do you guys have time to consume other media these days?
5: Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, and we do our best to read as much comics as possible because it's our job, you know, and it's the world we work in. And- I'm
0: always so happy when I hear creators say that because so, it seems like so many creators when we're at cons talking to them, they they do the obligatory, oh, I don't have time to read comics. And I'm yeah. thinking, isn't it kind of like your job? <laughs> like, like, I mean, I understand we're all busy, but, like, you don't have time to do anything. I mean, yeah. most of you guys, like, they have time to be on the Xbox for six hours. They have time yeah. to watch... Yep uh you know 7 straight seasons of breaking bad in a row like it's like that <laughs> like, but you I think just that, say like you're not into comics versus i don't have time to read comics it's like, it's but like i think so that cool.
5: there's a there's a difference between um you know reading comics and being involved in it and you know keeping up with everything um as far as the continuity of oh sure for sure. superhero comics and everything sure you know? sure but i mean yeah you know i mean i've been stuck in i i decided to reread pluto uh because i had read it so sporadically that I kept, you know, like losing track of, of the thing as, as I was reading it, you know? And so i that's I'm on the seventh of one of those. And uh, because I wanted to just reread it all in a row and like get the experience of it. Cause it's such an amazing book.
4: It is amazing. I love it. Yeah.
0: It is amazing. And I'm like you, I've read a few volumes over the years and, and I would have to, I feel at this point, and it's very daunting. I would have to go back and start over. So I- right. Yeah,
5: well that's what I did, you know, and uh and I think that it's it's really worth it because it well, it's not it's not like it's uh it's not a it's not a daunting read in and of itself, you know. It's a it's a very readable book and it's it's so well done and the um and I love everything he does with what I was talking about with the with the reactions and the, the emotion and stuff. Um He's just fantastic at that. And, uh, you know, and I uh, and but I think that it's something that it's totally worth doing that. It's totally worth just going and reading the whole thing through. That said, it's been taking me forever. So, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. I still don't have that much time.
2: <laughs> uh, Karina, your, your microphone is fine now.
4: Good. Yay.
2: <laughs> yay. And uh, your heart's in the same place as mine as far as uh, genre. You love the horror. I do. Um, are you watching The Strain?
4: I haven't yet. That's on our list. I've have certainly made or note or of it. I have not yet. Oh, I'm no, no, no. showing my ignorance, but we have seen the, um, the very frightening billboards around town. <laughs> yeah. The
3: billboards freaked me out. I no. mean, with the whole thing with the eye and, and I know that I, I believe Peter David was thinking about watching the show. And then he saw, I guess one of the ads with, with the worm in the eye and, and that kind of turned him off from it. But I, I'm not a huge horror fan. Um, like I know Vince and Jason love American Horror Story. I can't get into it. And, oh. uh, and but.
2: <laughs> Do you see the freaks, I mean, the freak's promo? promo? Oh, with the chicken
3: ha- Oh, forget it. See that right there? I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm done. I'm out. I'm tapping out. I just, I can't even watch the commercials, but, um, I decided to give the strain a shot and, and I'm all three, and that's another thing that we're discussing. I mean, we're dissecting it where we're just, we're throwing a the theories out there and, and, uh, um,
4: Good things i yeah.
3: it really is good they're not they're not dumbing it down it is like i i agree with jason things are a little slow um but for for a reason it's not like they're just not it's they're not dragging things out they're just they seem to be taking their time getting things set so that uh cuz i think once everything comes into play it's going to happen quickly and and uh so i, I there's a method to their madness. At least that's what I'm hoping. But no, I, I, the three of us are, are really enjoying it. I, I think you'll, I think you'll like it.
4: Yeah, we definitely. It's, it's on my list of things to catch up on. <laughs> yeah,
5: we just, we it, always it, get to TV shows late, and we always yeah, just watch them cool. all in a row. You know,
3: so which mm. there's
4: a lot to be I, said for. You know, it's kind of fun to do that too. Oh,
3: oh I'm, to be am the same. I, um, I haven't, uh, I haven't really started. Breaking Bad, I mean, I'm finally watching the first couple of seasons of Lost. So I mean, I, I definitely take, take my time with a lot of media also.
2: Uh, Karina, after one episode, I think you'll be watching it alone. Oh! <laughs> I, I don't think Gabriel's gonna dig it.
5: What? Why?
2: <laughs> I don't. <laughs> you, brother, you are so tough, uh, I, I really don't see you watching this Well,
5: show. here's the thing though, with, with TV shows, with TV shows, we'll, we'll start watching something and like, 10 minutes into the first episode, I'll be like, I can't fucking take this. This is, <laughs> <laughs> like, and, you know, and then so it'll take, like, then like, within a couple of episodes, I'll calm down and I'll find things, you know,
2: <laughs> to enjoy. <laughs>
5: <laughs> you know, I, but, but there have been several things where we make it, you know, three quarters of the way through the first episode and I'm just like, ah, this is so trite. I just, I don't know, I can't do this. It
4: does, yeah. it does temper it a bit though that I'm the opposite where if I start something, I feel like I have to finish it. Yeah. yeah. So it, and it, does, it works does, out. Well,
2: the first episode is the roughest of the batch. Oh, I good think. to know, good to know. Yeah, yeah, so. But it gets really, really good. It does. Uh,
0: it, 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 it. It does. I'll, I'll say that. I've been more critical of the show behind the scenes to these guys yes, than they've yes. been, but I, I,
3: it, it's, it's going in a good place. So. Yeah. And we Consentic- haven't, we, I'm sorry, we, we haven't read the novels, we haven't read any of the, uh, the Dark Horse series yet, but it, I, I haven't because I don't want it to spoil anything for the show, but, um, I, I'm not
2: to that David, uh, Lapham and Huddleston are on the, the comics. I'm probably going to read them at some point.
5: Sure. Yeah. 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 Great guys. Yeah. Great creators. <SSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSAIDES.
4: SSSSSSSSERF>. Yeah. Cool.
2: Yeah. But so, Karina, what are you reading that you've enjoyed?
4: Um Actually, I'm finally reading Guns of Shadow Valley in the big, beautiful. Nice. Oh, we got it. you Of course, the Kickstarter reward came, and a couple weeks ago, I guess. Oh my gosh, that thing is beautiful.
3: So, it is, it is. so did that, did, did that kind of wash away that Saturday night? At, I was just going to say, like, oh my <laughs> God. That I was thinking about probably the most uncomfortable <laughs> moment of Heroes Con was walking
4: I up. had Gosh. totally forgotten about that. <laughs> Sorry
3: about that. Sorry. <laughs>
4: I did to dredge. Well, but
5: look, the, the whole thing was my fault in the,
3: to start with. So just
5: being was... in the room near him or? No. To talking about who votes republican. <laughs>
0: well, it was my fault for being born apparently. <laughs> <middle> <laughs> well, I, I say,
2: say that every, every week.
5: There, uh, Karina, the, what what was the what was the book we both read? The book you picked up uh uh the that um French graphic novel with the uh uh with the uh, oh, uh, beautiful
4: uh darkness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that thing is amazing.
5: Yeah, that's fantastic. That, do you guys know that? Um No. It's, uh, it's, it's as if it's a sort of, uh, you know, it's, I guess it's, you know, Bede, you know, it's, it's, you know, Franco-Belgian comics, I think. And it, you know, and it was, I think Drawn Quarterly maybe put it out here and it's, yeah,
4: and because it looks like it's going to be about like cute cartoon princess or something. And it is not
5: horrifying. It's (laughs) like one of the most unnerving Mm -hmm. books that I've read. And uh you know, and super effective. And the way that the story is told, it's it's much more sophisticated than it seems like it is on the surface. And uh you know, or it would seem like it'd be it would be if you just flip through it. I mean Karina had picked it up and you know, uh and I was kinda like, yeah, I don't know, it kinda looks pretty, but I don't know. That's and, uh, yeah.
1: Nice. Yeah, exactly. And yeah.
5: uh you know, and no, she read it and and, and loved it, and then I loved it too. It's it's totally worth seeking seeking out. Ordered. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. That's you won't Amazon. be disappointed, I think. And, and the nothing art is. Else, you'll be uh, surprised.
5: Yeah, and the art is amazing. Um, uh, although I think that uh, Paul Montgomery ordered it based on our recommendation, and I don't think we've heard from him since. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, maybe he's saving it for panels. Also, <laughs> <saving laughs> yeah.
0: pretty sensitive, so it's if it's if it got <laughs> gory, he might have.
4: <laughs> yeah, we may have steered wrong <laughs>
0: you know um you guys participated in the last iteration of dark horse presents and um i think there was a lot of quality in in, in that run uh, yourselves included but but i think the format was a hard sell in this market you know mm-hmm. like it was it was like 8 what 8.99 an issue or whatever. Um anthologies are always Yes. Yeah, so so DHP is back as of uh what a week was it last week? Last
2: week, yeah. Last, last week, week yeah. Yeah.
0: And, right, yeah. Uh I read it today and I I thought it was it was pretty awesome stuff. I as with all anthologies um you run the risk of there being a story or two out of the bunch that you don't identify with, but that's never turned me off to anthologies cuz I always feel like the 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 sum is greater than the constituent parts. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the case here too. It's, it's, I like the form factor. It's, uh, what do you call it? Is it, uh, perfect bound? What's the term when it's, uh, when the binding of a book yes. is flat? Uh, yes. that's perfect bound. Right. Yeah, yes. Yes. Square? So, thing? Yes. Yeah, it's perfect bound, uh, glossy cover. I think it's f- 48 pages maybe? Yes. But, uh, they did it right because they, they, they started it off with Darrow. And yep. they ended it with Sabertooth Swordsman, so. Nice! So, yeah. I, I, whatever else is in the middle there, some is good, some didn't necessarily grab me. I, I'm not- in the middle. Yeah, yeah, it, it's all good. I mean, to be fair, and, and this is not, not a criticism of the work, because um I, this is purely a personal aesthetic. I, I don't care for Kabuki. And again, not, I'm not saying Kabuki isn't a, 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 uh, a good comics, I just, I don't care for that. I don't even know what you would call that style that he does, where it's sort of a mashup of the
3: illustrated prose and yeah. Yeah, I, I, then, I was I was actually surprised to see it in Dark Horse. Oh, why is that? I just I um, I think the last time there was a Kabuki was under Icon. And whether or not I I, Icon still exists, yeah, but I, I was just yeah, I was I just surprised that. to see David Mack. Not not I'm not surprised to see Kabuki back. I was just. I was surprised to, to to finish that the 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 rusty story and then see Kabuki.
2: Yeah, I think Mac Mac is very talented. I'm sorry, Gabriel, but um I got to say, when Bendis and Mac did that arc of Daredevil back oh, in the day, yep. man, it was rough yeah, getting through yeah. that. It, 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 is it no fault. The
3: Kevin Smith, stuff? Yeah, no, you're right. You're, you're yeah, right. it
2: was it was a hard read, but I mean, nice to look yeah. at. Isolated, like each page was was very nicely done. Mm-hmm. Sequentially, it didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. It it was very so hard to read. It. read.
0: Well, D- yeah. David, the uh, the the in the saber swordsman, the the page with the uh the maze where he's running yep. through the maze. Uh Having seen it now in the book, I'm so angry at myself for not pulling the trigger and buying the page from him. I know. Heroes, it's it's an it hurts awesome my heart. Hopefully, it's but, still around.
3: I don't know. But but that just means that when. See, but with him, with, with Aaron, it's bittersweet because it's like – so when he is ready to release it, now you want to know, well, okay, so what top – Right, what's it, next. Or right. mind that right. – because maybe I want that even though right. – but yeah, no, it's – the, the Saber Through Swords story was was fun. It It is – it was a really um, – I, I left putting this issue down with a better taste than, than the, the last volume of Dark Horse Presents number one. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I did like it. And I mean, and, and the last volume gave us uh, some shaking and Adams and, and Mr. Monster and, and of course, Gabriel and, 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 and Karina. It was just, it, this just felt more, it, the only thing that, it was kind of missing aliens is the only thing that would have made it yeah, feel uh, like it was back in the... Or Trekker. Or Trekker, yeah, which,
2: yeah. <laughs> Why isn't there an ongoing Michael T. Gilbert Mr. Monster? Like what kind of wacky universe do we live in that Michael T. Gilbert does not have an ongoing book? I know. He does those things for, is it, uh, Alter Ego? He does the Mr. Monster pages with the, with the, Mm -hmm. the the flashbacks, but I want to see that man's artwork every month. month. In like more than one or two pages. It's all about what I want, really. It
0: is, Vince, clearly.
2: Yeah. Gabriel, I'm sorry. Can we go back to what you were going to say when I when I stepped on you? Oh, I don't think it was anything. I think just I I think just that
5: that icon isn't around anymore. You know, just right. know that people you know that doesn't really
2: seem to exist anymore. Mm. I think that was a, a vanity thing for Bendis anyway.
0: Well, not so much well, Bendis should... and um and, uh, and, and Brew Baker, yeah, yeah, and and, uh, and uh, Miller. And Montero. yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, what was the Miller book?
0: Couple. He did a couple through there. Um, I, I, the names are escaping me right now, but he definitely was, did a few.
2: Was, uh, well, um, I thought the 1st Kickass
5: was through there. Yes, 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 so, yes, right?
2: yes, yes, oh, yes. Okay, okay, all right. Yeah. 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 The only one I remember from Icon was uh, the Galactic Bounty Hunters. The, oh, the, the Jack, Jack Kirby was, thing that they did, it? I think it was Mike Thibodeau yes, did it. that was it, yeah. Yeah, was
3: a great yeah I like Here that. that he Mike did
0: uh, he had a bunch. He had Nemesis, yes. Superior, Secret Service. Uh wow. yep so yeah there were a bunch which of- just
3: goes to show yeah they, they, so all right Moving um, <laughs> right along no I I think I there are just some reading you know um, Miller World I think is is a better and I don't want to say better fit but it I think having his own if you want to call it imprint published by Image I think that's a better fit. Than Icon at Marvel, and and the same thing with JMS, with the protectors and and, and Dream Police. There are just there are some things that at, at least as as I read them or in my mind, they just they, they not all publishers are good fit are a good fit for everybody.
2: Yeah. Did you but, read that one article? Oh sir, no, I'm
3: sorry.
5: Well, what's the difference? I mean, just practically speaking, what's the difference? If essentially Icon was about you know it it was a similar setup to ImageWare the creators just had to, you know, edit their own stuff, deal with all of the, you know, the kind of technical issues of it, and, you know, I mean, what, what really is the difference if it, there's
3: no real input from Marvel? But there, because when I when I think of Icon and I think of Bendis with powers, or or the book he did with uh, with Bagley, uh, or I think of of Brubaker with with Incognito, I. I think of Brubaker writing Captain America and I think of Bendis writing Ultimate Spider-Man and the Avengers books and, and I see, I see Icon as letting Marvel have certain writers still work on Marvel properties and take care of their independent creator owned stuff at the same time. And, and I don't, and I don't read previews. So it's not like it was wherever it fell in the catalog for me. It just, if it's, it had, Icons still had a Marvel feel to it, where an image book does not have that same sort of connection. If it, it, it's, okay. just, it's completely no, it's 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 makes no sense except in my head. But it, it it that's that's why I I think that a Miller World book with I and I'm drawing a blank on the the, the, the Flash Gordon book he's doing now. Is it Starlight? Starlight. Yeah, that that I don't think that to me that doesn't work. Just like I don't think it would work at Fantagraphics, I don't think that works at Icon, but it absolutely works at Image. It makes no sense at all, but it, it
2: it's a perceptual thing. Yes, hmm. yeah, I I think the only cohesive offshoot of the Marvel universe that ever worked for me was, was Epic. Epic. Epic felt like a unified line where there was a bunch of voices, but you could take a step back, and you they, they kind of all worked in unison. So very different books across the line, but maybe it was Archie Goodwin's involvement that made that line work, and you're never going to get that again, right. someone like that, at the editorial reigns, but icon to me just felt scattershot it was like well, then, i mean
5: icon wasn't something where anybody like archie goodwin was driving and i mean nobody was driving it it's it's individual right. books that right. were you know put right. together by the creators and i mean i think that it's you know i i mean it's six on one half a dozen on the other all these people are doing books at image now you know, yes. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I, you know so.
2: yeah kind of makes kirkman's manifesto looking back I, I i think he was pretty much on the mark with with uh Pegging the current trends, anyway.
0: He was, I have to say, I I, I was fairly yeah. critical of his manifesto at the time, but
2: uh, oh, you weren't the only one. There was even creators were were coming yeah, out landing.
0: Yeah, yeah, But I yeah. do think again, and, and not to not to um not to belabor a point you made a few weeks ago, but but I, I I do think um in particular Eric needs to keep striking a, a balance between his portrayal of of non-image work and its validity and making sure he keeps the creators that are doing this stuff at image happy because a lot of them you you guys included but but even you know people in, in particular like uh you know like Remender or Aaron are are still making quite good livings <laughs> working for Marvel at, on their flagship yes, book so yes. so you, I, I don't know that it's good business practice to be giving keynotes where you um you know besmirch uh the 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 efforts of of those people so, yeah, yeah
5: i don't know, but i don't know though because i mean uh, somebody uh, i mean I think that the positive thing about the kirkman thing manifesto from years ago and the positive thing about the um you know the keynote things that uh eric has has given is just that it's focusing people on you know talking about this sort of stuff
1: mm-hmm. and focusing
5: mm-hmm. and just and just stirring debate, you know i mean people you know you you often need somebody, no matter where it is in, in life, you often need somebody who's going to, you know, make a sort of overly pointed statement about something in right. order to, to create that kind of discussion. Because mm-hmm. if you don't, it's not gonna happen. And I don't, and I don't think it's hurting Rick Remender's feelings, you know? I mean, I think it's, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it, you know, I think that we, everybody on this side of the table, understands the business and you know and i and i just don't you know i mean i don't think that it's really as bad of a thing i'm not really sure why it would impact business for image exactly unless you think that it would that people would somehow be put off who are marvel readers and not want to read these books but i I don't know i would hope that that's not the case
0: sure sure well certainly it looks like things are going well i i just uh well, again, I don't want to rehash it. I've made my point about, about, uh, Eric's approach to those speeches and then I'll leave it at that, you know. Uh, I'm a huge I, image I, fan, so I don't want to, again, it's a small nitpick against what I think is generally an extremely positive, uh, co- component of, of the industry right now, so. Yeah.
5: it is. Uh, I just like the stirring things up aspect of it. I think it's good. Right. We're still talking about this Kirkman manifesto, right? <laughs> he just yeah, made nice. a little video, <laughs> you know? That's true.
2: Yeah. As I was going to say, the debate angle is, is really important but i think when it comes to the point of picking and choosing that's where it gets dangerous like you can read everything you don't have to be loyal to just one company No,
5: but i don't think that that's i I don't we're all able to make that decision right eric's not gonna make it for us you know it's it's the point is to uh to make make a strong you know point about creator own books we're all gonna read what we're gonna read anyway no publisher's gonna tell us what to read you know, sure. I mean, right. it's. I I think that that you know, I mean, I think that the thing is that people feel defensive about you know uh, about any time something that they like is questioned. But you know, I mean, we're we're all allowed to like the things we like. Mm-hmm. I only like one or two of them. You know, I only ever <laughs> like one or two things. But you know, <laughs> but, but but I'm allowed.
2: In a stack of five thousand, there's maybe two books. Now,
0: did you fall in love with and marry Karina because she was like the the first woman that you didn't like dislike intensely at first, and then you're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here you go. No, Jeez.
4: I thought it was because I like Twin Peaks. Oh,
0: well,
5: there's that. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, now,
0: now a series I would love it. to stream and rewatch.
5: Oh yes. I, would think you, I wouldn't think you would like it. I would think you did. I loved
0: it, or it when it came yeah. out? You yeah. should
4: get that Blu-ray box set. Somehow I feel like Beautiful. you just did a
0: quiet character assassination. <laughs> yes, yeah, a little bit, a little because bit. You, you, you just established Twin Peaks was like a formative series in your relationship, and then you're like, oh, he's like it. Well, I, didn't, I, I just well, well, I'm I'm not want to to get married. Yeah. No. <laughs> I know. But it, it, I, it, then, there was an implicit disconnect between something that I would like as something you wouldn't. I don't
2: know. <laughs> well, here's the real question. Season one or season two?
5: Well, I think that oh. that's, yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> that's, that, that, that's, that's, that's a more complicated question than, than, than just that. I mean, season one was, uh, you know, a pilot and six or seven episodes and, uh, you know, and the first half of season two for the most part, I think is also brilliant up until the point where, uh, where the, the killer is revealed. I think that the, the, first season and the first half of the second season are make a brilliant show and then everything goes to shit after that
2: yeah my favorite moment in the entire series is when cooper's lying on the floor season two episode one and lynch drew he just extended that scene with the old man keep he kept coming back to (laughs) ever i said this is this is the greatest Man in the history of television doing this. Oh, he, it yeah. was the biggest F you to, to the audience. Honestly,
5: I felt like that too. I was 16 years old when that aired. That was one of the most thrilling moments of my life. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. way <when, laughs> just how long he drugged that out and how angry I could imagine of other people, you know, watching, getting, uh, the I, the I, just, I loved it so much. I, I, I still love it. I can't get enough of it. I was also 16 when that I, came out. Go figure.
2: Yeah. <laughs> the reviews at the time said that scene you could audibly hear television sets being clicked off right, across. Right. I love that scene. And, the, so- and
5: if you stuck with it, the rest of the episode is pretty accessible and and fun and uh, you know and and all the stuff that you want out of it. So it's uh, it's great on uh, on every front.
0: The cool thing about it is when you when you think back on it, it feels like a show that if it was coming out today. Would be on, you know, Showtime or FX or something. It wouldn't yeah. it? Wouldn't have been on ABC. It's hard to believe yeah. that that show was on ABC twenty five years ago. It must have yeah. been its minds. I, I, uh, I, yeah, it's. I, I mean, the Who Killed Laura Palmer? I, I think still has to be one of the top five most successful TV marketing campaigns of all time because twenty five mm-hmm. years later, we all remember Who Killed Laura Palmer, right? right. I mean, that's.
5: And, but and the, they didn't, you know, but creatively. They didn't set out to, you know, to, to make something that had this giant marketing hook. They just mm-hmm. they just had this story, you know, and it happened to coincide well with that. And that idea happened to take off because the pilot was so strong and the pilot was so strange and different for the time. You know, Right. right. I mean, it's the things coming together.
2: And armed with one of the most attractive casts in television history, Literature. I think. Yeah. What, um, my, I had a huge, I still do to this day, a huge crush on Sherilyn Fenn. Yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah. she is one she of can the use most She a sandwich, but
0: I know what you're saying. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, she goes up and down there. Her weight. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, she's gorgeous. Madchen Amick, Cheryl yeah. Lee. Yeah. Oh. And eat, you know, even. AJ Cooper the comic book of Portlandia. Peggy
3: yeah. is
0: super
2: beautiful. Yeah, we've lost a couple members over the years though, so uh um, I don't think there'll be any I, I, I doubt there'll be any new stuff shot for it yeah. because uh you know, I, but yeah, it's, it's, I
5: doubt there would ever be anyway. But I mean it's it, that's one of those things that I mean, because the the series ends on a cliffhanger and it's never resolved, and even no. if it's kind of Hinted at in Firewall.
0: I, I barely remember the movie. I I, I honestly can't tell you. But I, I don't think I know I saw uh, the movie, but I, I don't remember it. I don't.
2: I'm, I love the movie. I don't. Um, <laughs> I. <laughs> I uh, here's why.
0: <laughs>
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> tell us why.
5: Um, I I just don't. I didn't feel like it. I mean, it, it's it's partially because it's redundant. I mean, it's if you watch the show, everything in it is stuff that you already know. And so it feels like it, it never gets going. Uh, but it also—it's just—I mean, it, it, it. I mean, I don't want to say that I disliked it because of the dark tone, because I love things with dark tones. I love difficult stuff, you know. But it felt like it was. Uh, but it's about the last days of Laura Palmer and her all her problems, and it and it feels like it always feels like, um, like we know this stuff, and just showing it to us isn't enough. You know, I mean, that's, that's my main feeling. Right. And it's more and it, effective in the show when you're imagining these horrible things than it I, is I, to I just agree. show
2: it to you. I, I agree, I agree. Um, but even behind the scenes, his choice, Lynch's choices were uncanny to get Angelo, uh, Badalamenti to do, do the music and the Julie. That's
1: amazing.
2: It is, and Julie Cruz's voice, oh my God, that woman! It it just the uh, Shades of Blue song. uh No, the what's the name of that? Questions when the song, in a world of blue. Questions in a world of blue. That song is heartbreaking.
5: Yes. and and also the, I mean the the episode where the, uh, we shouldn't have started talking about this. <laughs> but um, but it's well, my the, fault, I think. The, the the episode where the killer is revealed and the kind of denouement at the end of that, where she's singing and you're in the bar and inexplicably this wave of emotion comes over all the characters after yes. something horrible has yes. happened. It's one of the most affecting, sort of cathartic moments in in anything I can think of.
2: Yes, when 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 uh, um, they the characters start crying, I'll be totally honest. I was in my twenties probably at the time. Man, I lost it during that scene. Yeah,
5: I yeah. I was uh, I was forty years old two weeks ago, and I I start crying in that scene. Like it, happy, it's yeah, a huge. It. Oh, like yeah. I mean, like it, it's it's I don't know. I feel like. The one thing, the thing that David Lynch does and like does so well above all other things, I mean that episode was directed by Lynch, is he can, he can juxtapose even what, you know, there are things that, you know, narrative things and stuff that he, you know, he can't always do perfectly, but when he's able to juxtapose, uh, kind of terrifying stuff and scary stuff with goofy stuff and, uh, if there, something about the way that, uh, you know, if you, you go into, you know, he sets up some, uh, some incredibly sad scene with something goofy and the way that those textures go together to make the, you know, make the, the, the emotional things and the scary things and all that have
2: so much more resonance and impact to it. me. Mm-hmm. It's like in Lost Highway, when that, with the car accident, when Sherilyn Fenn dies at the side of the road, that scene's incredible. Yeah, that's, that's
5: wild at heart, but yes. Oh, did I say <laughs>
2: okay. See, so I'm getting my lynch mixed up. But But yeah, no, no, no. I know exactly
5: what you mean, and I think that that's correct. Yeah. I mean absolutely yeah.
2: Amazing stuff. See that? Oh well. I will say though that the whole thing with James and the older woman and the twins totally unnecessary. Well it's yeah. terrible. That's that's after
5: the killer's reveal. That's that's yes. the second half of the second season, which is pretty mostly pretty awful and misguided and although the yeah, very that's, last episode that's when the
0: ratings just totally fell
5: out I mean, yeah ratings, well yeah, with reason true. i mean it it totally lost its way and but the very last episode that lynch directed and basically yeah. just came in throughout the script and uh you know and shot what he wanted that was improvised on the day is pretty fucking amazing though i mean yeah. you know yeah. it's 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 the craziest thing that's ever been on television
2: biggest blunder was making the the uh feature film a prequel I think so.
4: Yeah, we've talked yeah. about that too. I think that's true. Yeah.
5: It except is, for David but, Bowie. Except for David Bowie, <laughs> absolutely. The the David Bowie stuff is yes. great. and the and wow. the new D V D set has this, you know, an hour and a half of deleted scenes that nobody thought would ever see the light really? of the day, so yeah, fire walk with me and So uh and it has the whole David Bowie scene and the uh and you know, and a lot more interesting stuff in it.
2: Totally. I remember sitting Sitting in the theater during the Bowie scene, and my friend just like didn't get it at all. He's like, watch <laughs> it <down." laughs> I, I said, "Bowie's traveling in the in the power lines."
1: Yeah, and yeah, electricity. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah, and he's like, "What?" I no, that didn't happen. I said, "Seriously, he's 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 like a paranormal. He's traveling in the in the power lines." Lynch did not telegraph it. It was just very understated, and that and that was it. And you just had to pick up on yeah. it. It's a yeah, he's powerful, powerful stuff. Would you love to work with David Lynch?
5: It's a good question. I don't think that David Lynch would need somebody like me because he works in a very different way, uh, but um you know he's he's not gonna really storyboard stuff, but that said i I think I would love to. I've also sort of avoided uh things where uh where it's a director that I really, really admire. It's I've just know little... experience is bad. Yeah, well, I'm sure the experience would be bad. know, <laughs> I mean, in one way, in one way or another, you know. I mean, it's just yeah. very stressful and difficult work, you know, but like I would, it, it, which is maybe wrong. I don't know. I imagine David, Lynch, he wouldn't really need me except maybe for a commercial or something like that. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, but I mean, you know, Spielberg is somebody like that. Spielberg is, is, you know, I, I don't love absolutely everything Spielberg has done, but he had a huge impact on me. And, you know, I love Raiders of the Lost Ark and Jaws and, you know, those things. And there have been a couple of experience, a couple of things have come up where it was possible to work with them. One, like, you know, a month ago. And uh, and I haven't done it. I almost did the one a month ago, but we had already had plans to go out of town. I just couldn't work. But I worry about that, you know. I mean, I don't know that I need to do that. I don't know that I need to work with somebody that I'm... You know, a huge fan of. It's probably better, I, in general, I felt like, especially on movies, it's better to work on things that I'm not a huge fan of because it gives me more perspective.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, just to keep it into the realm of comics, uh, are you familiar with David Lynch's comic work? Angriest Dog in the World? Yeah. <laughs>
5: yeah, sure, yeah. yeah.
2: They're, they're insane, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, oh they yeah.
5: yeah.
2: I, I, why have they never been collected? That's a
5: great question. I you know, know, that is a good yeah. question. I don't know.
2: I mean, it. I mean, it, it should. If be. you've read one, you've read them all. Well, yeah, but,
5: I mean, they're literally <laughs> exactly the same image every <laughs> <single> time, <laughs> with just different word balloons. But yeah, it used um, to run in free papers and stuff in the eighties.
2: Yeah, and then it was in I think uh, Cheval Noir. Okay, from Dark right. Horse. Right. Yeah.
5: But uh yeah, I, I that should be collected. I wonder. I don't know how much material there actually is. I wonder if there's enough of it really to. Of, of the identical strip over and over and over
2: <laughs> yes. again with different word bullets. Awesome. So, and it's art brute too, so it's, it really speaks to me. Sure. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I read something Which, this week shocking. and it was, I immediately fell in love with it. Within 10 pages, I fell in love with this book. Uh, upon closing the, the back cover, I opened it up and read it again. Whoa. Yes. And I've read it. Three and a half times. Wait,
0: get out of here!
2: Yes, it's it's from Nobrow Press. Okay, it's called it's called Moonhead and the Music Machine. It's by Andrew Ray. Hardcover, about 170 pages. Retails for twenty four ninety five, but you know where to get it if you want it cheaper. Um, it, it there's so much heart and emotion in this book, and it's all the the um, Andrew Ray's style of drawing is very clean line the, there's almost no blacks in the book at all um he lets all the color do the work on the line it's about a boy named Joey Moonhead and as you may expect he has a moon for a head his head is a moon and it, it hovers above his neck there's no neck to speak of it's just moon hovers above his his uh neck and he's like a he he's a a a high school student and as you would expect if you have a moon for a head among everyone else being normal you're going to get picked on and it's pretty inventive how how the, the his foil is this this rich kid named Doug Doug's father's a music producer Doug has the prettiest girl in school as his girlfriend Doug can basically do whatever he wants to do and um he picks on on Joey uh they swipe the globe out from uh, the school's globe and they put Moonhead's head in the globe or they'll play uh, soccer with his head or a monkey in the middle. And the, he, his head can separate from his body and the body can remain ambulatory. It can move around. The, the opening scene, it shows Moonhead lying in bed. He's asleep. His alarm goes off. The body gets up, but the head stays asleep. And the body goes and takes a shower and gets ready for school, puts his little tie on the school they wear uniforms in the school puts a tie on, and he goes to school and As the teacher is calling roll, the body is sitting in the desk and there's no head and moon Moonhead wakes up and the head flies to the school and then attaches to the body and he's like half asleep and he you know he makes it just in time to say here but the the thing that uh, Joey thinks is going to separate him from you know to stop him from being bullied is that he wants to start a band people will look up to him if if he starts if he's in a band and um his friend who secretly has a crush on him um is, is a girl uh who has really thick glasses um she says you know you don't have an instrument i'm going to make my own instrument and he with the help of ghost boy who he just meets one day. He's, he's, he's scrounging around for pieces to make this musical instrument and this kid with a sheet on comes up to him, introduces himself and, and they become buddies. Uh, the kid helps him make this musical instrument and it's basically a combination. It's a brass instrument, a keyboard instrument and a stringed instrument all in one. You know those, those keyboard style guitars? It kind of looks like that, but it has strings like a guitar and it has Um, horns so it's it's a wind instrument it's a it's an electronic instrument it's all these things and he makes the the initial prototype and it sounds like crap and everybody tells him it sounds terrible it's it's ridiculous you you can't can't do this so so he and ghost boy scrounge up real they go to the scrapyard and scrounge up real um Stuff to, to like. They found an old mixer. They find an old guitar. They 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 make an honest to god legit instrument. But Moonhead can't play it. He's too nervous to play it in the school talent show. So Ghost Boy comes up with this this ruse where he uses Moon Boy's head because you can't see Ghost Boy's face because he has a sheet on. Right. He uses Ghost Boy's head floating above his head and they play the the instrument for the class. And this is where I fell in love the music that streams out of this instrument physically transforms the student body like the music streams out of the guitar and it's like tone uh painting it's it's very abstract and there's colors and dot patterns and 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 you know just geometric shapes and arcs and everything it's gorgeous and all mostly in flat color and those that get it in the audience, those the music connects to which the music connects, they transform from human beings into these outlandish creatures like um there's there's like a guy that looks like Pooh, like you know how Pooh is like soft ice cream and it's all swirled. There's a dude that looks like that, there's things with two heads or just like eyes walking around. there's a guy with Saturn ahead head like Saturn, the planet, and it's all about reaching out to people and connecting with people. And there's a really cool switch at the end of the book, like the reality that the the author is trying to get you to, to believe is not the way it turns out in the end. And it's so neat and it's amazing. And I wish I could tell you, but I will totally ruin the book for you. But I and I, I like I said, I I I went back the the people. In the land where where um, Joey Moonhead live, they're very religious. It, every morning the the student body comes in and they all pray, but they pray to Bertrand Russell's celestial teapot.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's insane, and the, and the teachers like, you know, thank you, t- thanks to the teapot, and let it guide us. And it's like it, it's, it's it's totally outlandish the 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 moonhead is a he has a problem with it he has an attention span problem and because his head can separate from his body he'll be in class or or you know in a meeting with the principal or the teachers and he just wanders he's got, he's got a hard time paying attention to things doesn't really like rules all that much or the established status quo he's an outsider but he manages to reach everyone with this instrument this book is fantastic i so want to ruin it but i, I won't uh-huh. I it. Um,
0: the cover's weird. It looks like, uh, it looks like Pops in that episode of Regular Show where, uh, they are doing the Dungeons and Dragons game and he's got the keyboard laser gun that he's using.
2: Yeah, no, no, the, 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 the style of art is very much in the cartoon, like in the Adventure Time Regular Show. Um, that style. If, if you're a fan of what Boom is doing, or Kaboom, sorry, with, with the, with the Cartoon Network, like, um, Bravest Warriors. It's really close to Bravest Warriors. Mm-hmm. And it, I, I think it's amazing. Uh, the, the whole thing that instigates him falling in love with music is he gets in trouble at school because of his lack of attention span. And his father's like, go to the spare room and think about your life and what you want to do. And his, his mother and father have attention span problems too. And while he's in there, he's pretending he's playing a guitar and he hits this this um, wardrobe and inside it there's a turntable and a box of records. And he gets into the music and the colors stream out of the headphones into his head and it's it's very much like the way his music influences the student body. I'm telling you, it's an incredible, incredible book. So touching and um, just um, the, the ending is amazing. It's It's fantastic. You 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 should read this, Jason. I think you love it, and Gabriel won't. But uh, <laughs> I, mean, I, 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 I bet you, Karina will, will really love it. <laughs> there's a
5: heart to this book. Uh, um, well, Karina is likely to go along with heart even less than I am. I think. Wow. Yes. Uh, oh.
2: uh, there's a section where, as he's pulling the records out of the crate, um, there are this universe's versions of. Um, the the artists like there's a Captain Beefheart analog huh. where it's a it's a squid. Uh, I'm <laughs> sure I can find the exact. Oh, one. all right. <laughs> Captain Meathook and the Magic Markers. <laughs> there's, a, there's a residence takeoff where there's these creatures with just eyes and and like nervous systems, and they're called Owen and the Eyeballs. Hmm. And the author really takes liberty with the reader because he pulls out albums, and it's like two, four, six. Uh, like six pages of just what if album covers always <laughs> oh, in here he's called Starface his head is a son and it's the the logic is bizarre because if everyone in this world are human beings except for Moonhead where did his father get these records with the strange <laughs> it, it, just, it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense and it doesn't really have to um, it, there's an erotic section that you need to see I, I won't get into it but it's not for the kiddies. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh it's a beautiful beautiful book and i i i highly i love it and and i don't i i use that word a lot but i really f- seriously love this book
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah it's gonna it's gonna be up there when it's come times to do the uh our our award thing yep i'll probably read it again i guarantee it i'll read it again yeah. yes it it wraps you in this this blanket of just emotion i love it Sweet, and it's it's based in music. What's better than music?
0: You guys have both talked me into ordering books from Amazon live. <laughs> Gabriel sold get, me, and you sold me.
2: I I originally read Weave World for this episode, the old epic Clive Barker. Oh yeah, um, right adaptation, which is visually stunning but not a great adaptation. And I was struggling to find something to read, and this book came yesterday afternoon, and I read it three times since then. Three and a half That's times. Impressive.
0: So I I have a question. Wow. Uh we we we've often we know that Karina you're a big fan of uh, uh of the Lovecraftian uh world and and uh, and that and offshoot fiction. I have always looked for some kind of uh comics related exposure to that um and and I guess other than Alan Moore's Neonamacon, I don't know that I've ever successfully found something that grabbed me. Is there anything in the illustrated world that you would recommend to someone that's curious about Lovecraft but isn't well-versed in it?
4: Yes, actually. Um, I think think it's it's Self-Made Heroes. Is that right, right, Gabriel? I think that's the um, press that Ian will I think that's that's how how you pronounce it. It Um, Um, does does these adaptations, adaptations, and they're actually terrific
1: said so, um, hero. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: That's, that's, that's right, right. Let me I should, I should, I should, I'm looking at Star Stable Com now now to see if that's that if, if I'm giving I'm giving you the correct, correct, No, I think that's right. I Your face is right. Yeah.
1: Oh,
5: I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, he he's been doing a, a lot of great stuff, uh, you know, these kind of adaptations of uh, um, of different um you know, a couple Lovecraft adaptations. Uh, I think there's a Mountains of Madness one. There there is. uh, That was recent. And And, uh, the uh,
4: Shadow Out of Time I did recently as well, which was great those are are really really hard hard to adapt. adapt. Yeah,
5: yeah. I think that those would be good. I mean, also, uh, I mean, certainly there's the Corbin stuff, right? I mean, yes. That's true.
1: I I love Corbin stuff, too.
0: When you say Corbin stuff, what do you guys mean?
2: Corbin did a trilogy for uh Marvel Max, uh based on Lovecraft. Oh,
0: oh yeah. okay, I forgot about and, that. Oh, okay, yeah.
2: And he does he's these does stuff. various, you know, but, I mean, well, also the
5: Poe things as well for Dark Horse more right. recently, but you know, I mean, he's he's adapted various stories along the along the line, hasn't he, though
2: Yeah, he's been doing Poe for decades, or not Poe, uh, Lovecraft for decades. Yeah. I have a um an, like a an underground comic from like say seventy two where he's doing lovecraft adaptations right. yeah
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, um his work is very lovecraftian oh um even when he's not adapting the works, you could see the lovecraft influence in in uh Corbin's work i'm trying to think of of what um what you should read uh, not specific- you're saying not specifically lovecraft but of that ilk right or are you are you talking specifically lovecraft
0: well, I was actually looking more specifically in terms of lovecraft
4: yeah i well, the, uh, the, yeah, the yeah what, the ones, ones are the best ones, ones i've I've, I've, read I've read that are adaptations I think. I think
5: yeah they they don't they're not really you know um you know they're not slavish 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 um and uh but the you know, but they, they get the, the feel of stuff across and mm-hmm. they, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, and it's, they're, they're kind of complete graphic novels that, that, uh, I, I don't know, I feel like those are, those are a really accessible way to get to that stuff.
2: Hmm. Karina, did you like Neonomicon? You know, I... No! Is the <laughs> answer you're <laughs> <ready> for.
4: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I, I hate to speak Badly, if anyone's work, <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Yeah,
5: that's a tough spot, you know?
4: Yeah, I especially
5: uh, the the biggest genius in comics, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> the writer.
2: He he said he that with such revulsion.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I guess I can I can respect what he was trying to do, but I it's not for me. Can Super I say that bad. without yes. offending yes. anyone? <laughs> you can you
2: can say whatever. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Of Okay. But,
4: yeah. <laughs>
2: uh, I'm, I, Jason, I'm not familiar with the, uh, Boom series, but they have a Cthulhu tales that they've published, I think a number of volumes of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I can't speak to it. I've never read them. Oh
4: yeah. That some of those early, are okay.
5: That was early on for them. I think, uh, yeah. They, you know, yeah, it's, it's just kind of lovecraft inspired short stories. Some are good. Some are done uh, by people who you would know more now, you know, the Drew early know, work. true, Roush. Yeah, a friend of ours, Drew Roush, did one. You know, there, there's, there's some good stuff in there. Cool. Thank you guys. Look at that. <laughs> awesome.
0: David,
3: did you read anything? Uh, I read, oh, like Vince, I reread, uh, something Pluto? I read last week. No, I didn't get to reread Pluto. <laughs> Actually, I haven't finished Pluto yet. I don't, uh, I, I don't know the rest of the volumes. Um, I, uh, I'll tell you what
2: happens at the end. <laughs> oh, It'll
3: awesome. make you cry. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, best. It, yes, it will. Uh I've been I've been all over the place. I I um I'll read an issue of something that instead of reading the next issue, I'll then jump. Like I've been I went back and I'm I'm working my way through the 190s of Amazing Spider-Man so I can reread issue 200. I'm I'm doing that. Uh-huh. I am um. Love Wait, that which role. which which ones are these? I can't remember. These, are the, now, the, these What are point the, are we talking about? We're we're talking about the Marvel Wolfman written and, and edited era with Keith Pollard on on pencils okay. and okay. M Hands on inks on an issue. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, we have um, mostly Jim Mooney, but yeah. Wait. So uh, what?
5: So what year is this?
3: This is 79-ish. Okay, right. Uh, it's, it's Ame's in the, uh, in, in the home and, and being tended to and, uh, Peter is, um, chief photographer for the globe, uh, because Jonah had Robbie fire, um, fire Pete and, uh, th- Pete's also trying to patch things up with MJ who is, uh, who's, who's, who's tired of his Nonsense and mm. uh, hey, Ned Leeds. What, what did we talk about before this started? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and, and uh Ned, Ned Leeds is getting in Peter's face because he thinks that uh, that 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 Betty is is hanging around with Peter because Ned's not around. And it's it's just it's it's a lot of um there, it, there's a lot of text on the page. And I'm I'm I love Keith's art, and I'm I'm also, but I, I remember um. Just reading these years and years and years ago and, and just the, 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 the thought balloons and, and, uh, and there's no, there's no time to, you're not going to see Peter, you're not going to see Spider-Man swing around the city and do all this thinking and, and swing his way to the office. You're going to see – Spider-Man swing, and then you're gonna turn a page, and you're gonna see Peter slumped over in his office, and, and Marv is gonna tell you, and after swinging through the city, here's the next day, and it's like, you're just, you're, you're, you're not, there's absolutely no, no downtime. It's, it's, we're just moving right along, and there's a, um Alistair Smith is, or Smythe, is, uh, is create, is, he is, he's concocted a plan to handcuff Jonah to Spider Man because with J. Jonah Jameson hiring uh Alistair to create the Spider Slayers, it caused um, damage to Alistair's health, so he's going to um, get even and and uh and so uh, there's an awkward this,
5: handcuffing plot. Yes, yes, and there's a
3: bomb in the handcuff. So and and of oh, course okay. and and Peter um was trying to earlier in the issue Peter was trying to rescue an old lady who was crossing the street and and this is right after uh Jonah's son is is presumed dead and Jonah is accusing Spider-Man of killing his son and uh and so of course Jonah is going to go overboard with with the editorials and and how Spider-Man is not just a menace but now is also a murderer and uh so Spidey saves an old woman but she beats on him because he 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 he's a menace and and a murderer and but Spidey's webbing isn't as strong because the car that almost hit the woman um didn't stop as 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 it should have so uh Peter was strengthening the web fluid and he left it sitting so that it could do its thing and he, um he ends up meeting up with Smith and, uh, and Jonah and that's, so now he's handcuffed to Jonah with no, no web fluid. So he's gotta just basically hop and jump around and, and stick to buildings while he's got this, this dead weight of Jonah attached to him and, and he's trying to save Jonah <laughs> at the same time and Jonah's trying to beat the crap out of him and hit him over the head and, and accuse him and just going on and, and the quips, the insults back and forth. I mean, that's, I, I was just, I'm all in and, uh, and right now it is, uh, Peter's trying to figure out if Jonah, while Peter was unconscious for a short time in an alley, if Jonah unmasked him and he really thinks that Jonah did, but Jonah isn't acting in a way that, uh, that would, um, give him the upper hand that he did unmask Spider-Man and, and yeah, realizes. That's uncomfortable
5: sounding. Like that—that that part of it sounds like it's just a, you know, we're
3: talking <laughs> symbolism, you know. Yeah. yeah. But it's—I mean—and—and—and and, uh, and just seeing in, in a lot of the the old ads in these issues too is is a lot of fun. But it—it's um. But I
2: this is around the time that the show was on. Oh, the Spider the Spider Man TV show.
3: The oh the the the, the Hammond the the, yes. the yeah yeah. No, um, no, no, no. Yeah, and uh, the. What I remember, I, and I, I had a, not so much, not a, not a near mint or a pristine copy of 200, but I reread 200 because it was, it was the thick, stapled issue and, and, um, and it was, it was the, the return of the burglar who shot and killed Uncle Ben and, mm-hmm. and all these issues, the 190s are leading up to this and, uh. That's 193 well he, Isn't it? he it's it's around it's around one ninety 190, one ninety one where he goes back to the house to look for something and that's when he finds out that that may is in this home and uh and and he he gets into the um he gets into it with the director with 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 the person in charge of the of the home and uh and and so so there's there's some subplots going on i mean so you have you have Aunt may in the nursing home you have betty and Ned Leeds you have oh we have the introduction of the black cat
2: yeah, and then it gets real goofy with Mysterio for like yes. three issues.
3: Yes, yeah, I haven't gotten to that part yet, but yes, because I, because I, 200, that's where it all plays out. And, and, uh, but I mean, I just, the Keith Pollard art is, is what draws oh, yeah. me to it all the time, but, um, it, uh, yeah, I, I've just, so I'll read, I'll read a couple issues of that and then I'll jump to, I, I'm trying to read, a lot of things that are, um, that I've picked up over the years with, with, with various digital sales. Like I have, I have 73 issues of Hellboy to read that I've never oh. read from Dark Horse oh, wow. sales. So Lunch. I, I'm, I'm rereading because I've read, I've read Seed of Destruction at least twice before. So I'm rereading that now because I'm trying to get to the story that was serialized in Dark Horse Presents years ago, the, um, the wolves of St. August. So I want to read that. Because I'll actually, I'm, I'm reading that, um, for a, uh, another, for Back to the Bins, the podcast that Sean Whelan and I guested on a few months ago. So the hell, this hell. Are you boy. stepping
2: out? What? what? Uh,
3: okay. All right, mister. Uh, I'm going to do I'm gonna, I'm a podcast with Dave Faust. All right. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm, so I'm, so I'm also reading some, some Hellboy and, and I, and, and I'm going back and I'm, and I'm catching up on the Abnett and Lanning Guardians of the Galaxy. So I'm, just all over the place so you, i i don't know what my inner travels is going to be tonight that whatever i end up flipping the coin on but no i i uh i'm just trying to see what uh what, what what's really floating my boat
2: mm-hmm. well let's let's swing it back to our guests yes be, before we fade out because uh, are there any stones we've left unturned
3: um, speak now cuz it might be another few years
2: yeah, <laughs> hopefully not. No, hopefully
3: not.
5: Um, I, I think we've
3: talked about everything that's out there that we
5: can talk about. Um, oh,
4: creepy! I have a story coming oh, out, yeah. of creepy. Oh, speaking oh, yeah. of Dark Horse, so
5: that's
2: uh, right. Yes,
4: um, that'll be in October.
2: There's a great series, Jason. You should be reading that.
0: You know, I don't. You're, I'm not saying you're wrong. Um, I think I tried <laughs> the first issue and didn't stick with it, but um, but yeah. You always rave it, about it, so I don't, I don't doubt it, it's good. It,
2: right, it does have its downturns, but they don't last long. It's, it's, in mass, it's been consistently excellent. Uh, and then, plus you get that, that single uh, story reprint from the, the, the old days that just, it's right. just butter. It's gold. Sure. Yeah. sure. Alright, well, um you can get books by both of our very talented guests. Where Discount Comic Book Service? Go there, get pre-order all these things we, we, we've talked about because that's the key to doing this. Uh, Create your own stuff. Uh, when you see Invisible Republic solicited, pre-order it. Kinsky, this order form yes. you need to pre-order this because you know make gabriel happy yeah make Make karina happy it's not <laughs> hard to do pre-order this stuff and you will be rewarded by great comics with great comics uh dcbservice.com they'll give them to you nice and fast nice and cheap and right to your door you won't have to worry about a darn thing in your travels um wow i'm i'm gonna push a dc book this week because i was incredibly surprised uh, very pleasantly so that, um, Grant Morrison's latest, uh, endeavor, like I said on, on the forum, it, it seems to have come with a handy capable rap, ramp, because it's the most accessible he's been in a really, really long time. And, and I'm talking about multiversity number one, which was really fun. The
3: multiversity
2: number one. It's, sorry, the multiversity. It was, it was a lot of fun and, and, and whatever he, um, whatever tweaks he did to the to the Morrison method, I think they're working out really well because I didn't notice any of the the uh, the things um, to which he is um, loses people. Uh, a lot of guys in the comic shop this week said, "Yeah, I, I I loved it. I got all of it." There were the people who were like, "Ah, too many concepts and too little pages," but uh, whatever. Um, I just thought it was great. A lot of fun. So so, read the multiversity, yeah,
0: uh, yeah, I thought it was awesome too i I know we didn't get a chance to talk about it, but it was phenomenal I th- it, probably the best first issue of the year, I think at least from the big deal. we could
2: we could talk more about it next week yeah, I I, so. I, I, each, even the subtext is really thinly veiled I mean it's obvious what he's saying with the first
3: issue a little bit I never oh, thought yeah. I would see Nick's new OTAN again, so that's
2: yeah that's cool mm-hmm.
3: it's uh and and there's there. Is, That wouldn't be me if I didn't have something to nitpick, but I, there is something that, um, that I felt was missing, but I'll, um, we can definitely get into it later. Uh, it is, it is definitely something I would recommend if, if you're a, um, if, if you have been reading the new 52, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you'll dig it if you haven't been reading the new 52 because you, you feel that there's something missing or you're just, you're, you're out of touch. Um, I think you'll really enjoy this. I, that, yeah. That's where I fall. And,
2: uh, I think the connections are with pre-New 52 yes, exactly. more, more than... Exactly.
5: Yeah, yeah if, it, you, if you miss Captain Carrot and the Zoo Crew, it's for you.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, who, who doesn't, right? I don't know. My um,
4: entire... Uh, you know, I have a local um, comic book group that I get together with sometimes, women in comics group, and they all were raving about it. I haven't gotten a chance to read it yet, but they all
3: loved it. It's great. It's, uh, it, it really is. It's, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm blinders are on and I, I, I'm going to, I'm following along and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll see where it takes us to, but I, I am enjoying this a lot more than I have, um, anything I've read by Morrison the past, past Mm -hmm. few times. So I, uh, it, it's, it really is. It's, I, as an older older series DC fan, I um I I, I like it a lot, especially the little little wink winks, you notion know, he's got going on in it. It's it it's enjoyable. Um in your travels, I I would say that um I have actually I haven't read issue six, but the first arc of the all new Ghost Rider, I finished, and and that was crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. Tradmore's art was just balls to the wall. It the it it's you know, I thought it was going to go somewhere, and it doesn't look like it's going to. So I need to see what Smith has in store for this character. Uh, there's a um, the the. the What's cool is you have. Ever since I've been reading Marvel comics, it's always been Manhattan, New York City, and 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 that's where the Avengers and the Fantastic Four and Spider Man and and the X Men are in Westchester County, and and that's that's been the Marvel universe has pretty much been this one section on the East Coast, and um, and you have Miss Marvel now in Jersey City, which is just across the river, but still not. In New York, and and you have other um, other titles cropping up where the, the main characters aren't in New York, and the old New Ghost Rider is in Compton, out in California, and and this Ghost Rider is not Zarathos. Is it, it, it's there's a moment in towards the end of the arc where Mister Hyde. Is fighting the ghost rider and is mocking him because he's not the one who drives, rides around on the motorcycle. You're not, you're not the ghost rider that, you know, you, you, you're lame. You're just, you're not what I was expecting. This isn't, this isn't even a contest. And, 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 and they're, they're trying to, this ghost rider, This spirit, Eli Morrow, he, he is, the, the host is trying to figure out who, who's he talking about? And Eli's like, I don't know. I don't know. So it's like, so right away you're like, well, wait, so then if you don't, if you don't know Johnny Blaze, if you don't know Danny Ketch, if you don't, you know, so where's the connection here? Who is this? This doesn't seem to really be a spirit of vengeance. So I, you're using the name Ghost Rider, or at least in the title. I, that hooked me. Now I need to see what the connection is and, and where we're going. And the fact that you have a D-list villain, um, mocking you, I, um, I, I, that, that, that intrigues me. So I would still, I, it, it looks great. The sixth issue has art by, um, Damon Scott and, and it's, it's different than the first five issues. It's not, it's not Scott trying to draw light like trad more. It, it's, it's very, it's unique. It's it's a little it's it's cartoony if we want to use that phrase. Um and I so it still kind of fits the the theme of the series, but it's it's if you've read the first five issues, you may get to the sixth and go, I don't know what the hell it is I'm I'm looking at here. It's not it's not David Mack, it's just it's a little mm-hmm. different.
2: Yeah. Trad's back at image for another well, uh stroke. stroke. Yeah, was,
3: yeah, I guess mm-hmm. the, the legend, but yeah. Yep. So wait, awesome. forgive my ignorance, but what does he ride around on? He's oh, in a he's car. Got, he's got, he's got oh, a, okay. a, a charger.
2: Oh, god, All right. Cool. They're tapping into the whole Fast and the Furious thing. Like, for sure, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: for sure.
2: Right,
1: right
0: Yeah. Right. I'll tell you what, though. I love I love, Trad, I love Trad's, uh Mr. Hyde. I think it's oh, uh, awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, both good recommendations, gentlemen. Uh, in your travels... I want to shout out uh, uh, another couple friends of the show, um, uh, Mr. Tim Seeley and Mr. Tom King with uh, art by, uh, I believe it's Michael, M-I-K-A-L, Michael Janin, uh, and that is Grayson, number one and two. Um, we've mentioned Grayson a bit when the first issue came out, but but as a reminder, this is uh, the story of, of Dick Grayson uh, after his quote unquote death in the new 52. And he is now a, uh, a, a a agent of spiral, uh, which is an, a secret uh, organization. And he's, he's effectively a super spy, which is a unusual take on, on, on the character for sure. And I don't have much of a history with, 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 uh, with Dick Grayson. I, I, I certainly was familiar with his, his, his character in, in the, the teen Titans runs and, and, uh, but I've never had much of an affinity for him as a um, a standalone character. I haven't read much of of Nightwing or, or anything like that. So so I, I probably don't have a lot of history with a character that would perhaps cloud my interpretation of, of this new series one way or the other. But I have to say that um, that that it's it, it's the first two issues read like a really well put together and well paced uh, summer action movie. Um, which is I think exactly what they were going for, and it makes for fun comics. Um and I know that that we all get bogged down a little bit in continuity and, and understanding the minutiae. And all I have to say is it's 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 nice every now and then to read a book um where you know that there are a lot of established characters and you're probably missing a lot of the backstory, but it doesn't matter. And and I, that's how I feel about this book. I I, I know that uh, many of the supporting characters in the book are long time DC characters, but I really don't know, nor does it matter to my enjoyment of the story, um, their backstories. Um, David, I think you noted, uh, when you mentioned Grayson that Helena Bertinelli is, uh, is black now in the, in the new series and, uh, and is at least hinted to be a love interest for, for Dick. Not that they've consummated it, but, uh, but all in all, I think it's, it's off to a great start and, and, I'd be lying if I said part of my excitement for the book isn't that, that our friend Tom is finally getting a chance to, to cut his teeth on a, yes. on a big two book. And from what I hear, uh, I don't want to put any carts before the horse from what I hear. Um, we'll be seeing Tom's name, uh, on the, uh, covers of, 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 of more titles in the relatively near future. So awesome. yeah, pretty cool stuff. So Grayson.
2: Thinking. Yeah, it sounds to me like you're exactly the person they want to be reading this.
0: You mean someone that's interested in the character, but not bogged down by what, yep. what I think he should be.
2: Yeah, you don't have a lot of history sure, with Knight. Sure, right. Yeah, so you're probably dead center on the target. There you go.
5: I, I actually I read the first issue of that too. I thought it was really good. I, I yeah. liked it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Nice. and and Jannen's nice. I, I don't I don't know his art that much. I know he did um, the Justice League Dark book. Which I think I read the first three or four issues when the new fifty two relaunched but didn't stick with it but uh yeah. but he's got chops for sure he's he's definitely uh a, a good draftsman
2: yep, I bailed on that book too,
0: justice League dark, yeah yeah, I mean we're going on what four or five years ago now, so it's been a while. Yeah. yeah
2: okay um uh karina what should uh what would you recommend in passing
4: oh gosh um what have I been Hmm? Uh, <laughs> Are
5: you stuck for something?
4: I'm trying to think because what I've been reading other than well, I've been reading stuff that's like old, old I've been reading a lot of old Wonder Woman.
2: Oh yeah? Ooh, that's good. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, sure.
4: I just finished um reading I'm trying I'm terrible at remembering the titles of arcs of things. So mm-hmm. but I've been I just finished reading the Ruka one that I think was called Down to Earth.
3: Oh I have that right here yeah
4: yeah about um when you know she's got to contend with um the people that are protesting her because she's just yeah. re- read the she's written a book of essays about her philosophy of life and there are people turning out to protest even though she's saying all these just very humanist things that um, strike people the wrong way and it's it's actually seems very um contemporary I mean it's not that old of a wonder woman arc it's not like you know the early stuff which i also read recently um, some of that stuff is way crazy this is nothing like that
5: but, <laughs> <laughs> but there's not uh, as many I've... people getting tied up in uh, over no. and over and over and over there again. is not there a guys. lot
4: of bondage and <laughs> ruckus <laughs> but i actually i really enjoyed it so i think um if you know it's it seems like poor wonder woman gets uh, a little bit of uh I don't know. She she lends herself to some odd interpretations sometimes, but uh, I really enjoyed Rucka's uh, arc there. So who, check it who, out. Who,
0: who drew that? That there? Drew, drew, Johnson. drew Johnson. Drew Johnson. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay.
4: And he actually did a really nice job with the um, like how people were uh what what he put her in and stuff. Like you know, she wears her Wonder Woman stuff, and he did a nice job of that. But a lot of times she's wearing like jeans and a t-shirt and yeah. um, looking like. Kind of like a real person, but still a goddess, which is kind of nice.
3: Yeah, yeah, nice mm-hmm. and tall and, and I think mm-hmm. the follow-up trade was, uh, Bitter Rivals. But yeah, it, like, he and, and, and Gail Simone and they all seem to had they had a short run with the character. I know that. Yeah. Rucka, Rucka worked on her before, um, uh, Infinite Crisis and before the, the, the 52 in the world without Superman, Batman and Wonder Woman. So he, his run ended, I think, prematurely. And then you had the whole year-long thing, and, and then the return with with Simone and the Dodsons. But I really liked Ruckus stuff.
4: Yeah, I, I'm always I always enjoy his work. So it was it was I'd never gotten around to this before, but I was I was glad I did. It was it was nicely, you know, especially. Gosh, you can you can go kind of wrong with Wonder Woman sometimes, in my mm, opinion. Yes. <laughs> but uh, she was in We're- safe hands there.
0: Were you a fan of the the current stuff, the the, the Cliff Chang, as um, as Az- stuff?
4: You know, I read uh, when when the new Fifty Two stuff first started. I mm-hmm. I read it and I started getting into it, and then I got totally sidetracked, and I haven't had a chance to get back. So, um, I enjoyed the first couple that I read, but right. I I really need to go back and read some of that.
0: It's interesting. I, I really enjoyed it and that's not a character that I've read a lot of over the years, but it does seem, uh, cause I do listen to a, f- a fair number of other podcasts that, that, uh, a lot of people really dislike it, um, w- which surprises me. I guess it is a very different take on her. So, um, but, but it, uh, but I, I thought it was great. I, I, I thought it was a nice, a nice three year run that they put together. So, um, yeah, I it's don't know. On
4: my, my tottering list of things that I mm-hmm. need to catch up we,
0: we call it our Regina pile, as you say.
2: <laughs> right, you know, so. Yeah, I think it's it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't case with Wonder Woman. If if you keep it traditional, well, you're not really doing anything new with the character. But if you change it, people aren't really digging it because it's not you know the Wonder Woman they know. So it's like, I, I think it's a crapshoot depending on you know the mood of the, the 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 buying public at the time. Right, where you know it's it's and she's one of the only characters that you have that kind of deal.
5: Well, I think it's also, it's probably a lot because people have these preconceptions of what Wonder Woman is without actually reading the book that much, you know?
2: Right. I mean, it's the TV show. Yeah. 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 Linda Carter, there you go. Mm Mm-hmm. Speaking of gorgeous women. (laughs) Oh, true. Uh, Indeed. And, uh, Gabriel, you, uh, you finish us
0: off. What should people be reading?
5: Um, I read a, not to be all drawn and quarterly all the time here, but I read a book (laughs) called, uh, um, uh, Petty Theft by Pascal. Pascal Pascal Girard he's like a um, French Canadian cartoonist mm-hmm. and it's like a very you know uh I was a little skeptical going in because it seemed to be a sort of autobio comic which I'm not a fan of uh except, apart from Harvey Picard. I'm I'm really not a fan of, of straight autobio comics but uh, but it it's sort of a um it's kind of fooling you because it it it's really just a sort of setup for uh, for this story about a guy who um, who's just gotten out of a relationship, a longer term relationship, and uh, and sees a a, a woman uh, s- stealing a copy of one of his books from a bookstore, right? And so he becomes kind of like enamored with her because she would go out of her way to steal his book, you know and uh and so like and it's a very you know it's it's got gags it's got you know it's it's very much a kind of flat cartoon you know or flat you know comic strip style but um like it it manages to get you into stuff that uh you know that's more sophisticated and more interesting and and uh um and you know a- along the lines of stuff i like very small scale stuff that's about you know the kind of awkward, and difficult interactions between people. Petty theft. <laughs> <laughs> that good.
2: Nice. All right. Well, as usual, we thank you for being here with us. We thank uh, both Gabriel and Karina for being here yes. with us. Yes. And
4: thank, thank you, you for you. inviting us.
2: Yeah, anytime. Uh, and as usual, you can find the next one of these, the very same place you found this one of these, and we will be here waiting for you with open arms because we love you so much. All of us that's, that's be here. Well mm-hmm. we all do. It's true. And I say good night, David. Good night, night, David. Thanks, guys. Peace. Thank you.
3: Thank you. The actors
2: and jesters are here. The stage is in
1: darkness and clear We're raising the curtain and no one's quite certain who's played it. If only we had listened then If we'd known just how right we were going to be For we dreamed a lot and we schemed a lot And we tried to sing of love before the stage fell apart Oh